Yeah, man, I'm just getting off work. And um, just wanted to say, yo, thank you for that beat tape, man. Just got this one with Chucks. It's real sexy, like, you know, I was like, uh, you know, I, I might get into some, you know, take the panties off, girl. I, I don't know. I might need a singer for that. I don't know. But, like, it's going to be sexy. It's going to be sexy. Yeah, all right. Peace. Oh, Daniel. Hello. You don't subscribe to the one year in a rule? You're now rocking with tdfeverything.tumblr.com. Yes, I never can tell how loud that actually comes up on the I thing. From the last one that I listened to, it is relatively loud, but I enjoyed it. Okay, good. It gets people's mind. So, what's happening right now is obviously another podcast episode. With uh, my good friend Bajoni. Yeah. Awesome. I'm really happy to get you uh, on board with the podcast. Yeah, I'm happy to uh, I'm happy to be on board. I feel like there's been a few that have gone by, and uh, I'm happy to to try my luck at this one with such a it's great big, flick. Yeah. So the flick in question is the Big Lebowski. Um, I'll get into my feelings about it a little later on. Uh, Certainly one of my all-time favorite movies. There's uh, no yeah, two ways exactly about it. Why you're here. And no, this isn't going to be one where I talk about how much I don't like it and try and get you to... I'm going to say I do like it and take that tension out of the way. Okay. I just... Cut that tension right away. No, I appreciate that because then, you know, the listener will be able to relax. Yeah. They're not going to have to hear it back and forth. I feel like I'm going to, like, when we put this out the day, sometime in August, I'm going to just hear, like, a collective sigh of relief as everyone hears me just say, no, I like it. Don't worry about it. Absolutely. It's, yeah. it's just going to set everyone at ease. Okay, so, uh, Joni, if I can get you to count down from any number other than three, we're going to start this movie out. I'm going to go ahead and choose nine, because I Boom. think it's a pretty good forward number in hockey. I love it. And that's the reason. Mike Medano. Wow. That, that right there. Right on. Just yeah. spot on. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, and one. Boom. I've pressed play. The Universal logo is going up. So if anyone, and I don't think anyone has ever tried this, wants to actually follow along with the movie, just know the Universal logo is coming up. Oh, just to sync it up kind of thing. Yeah. If anyone's I just don't think anyone has done it. I haven't even done it. It's my idea for the podcast. If I were to be doing it, I would do it with this movie because obviously yeah, I have made my, made my feelings known. So even just right from the opening credits. It's just so much. The music? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not something I was... So I guess what I was going to say was... I didn't want to like this movie. I was like, I think this is a stupid movie because what happened was I was sleeping in my old house. Well, you, no one knows where it is, but it's finally back in the, <laughs> back in the day when I was from East York, um, and I'm and I fell asleep with the TV on. Woke up around like four, maybe three in the morning, uh -huh. and this was on. This was playing on CBC, uh -huh. and it was that dream sequence where he's on like CBC. Going, really? Yeah. And Did they like, edit it and ruin it or what? Oh, I turned so I wouldn't know. <laughs> I didn't get any dialogue. <laughs> I just saw him like doing that bowling dream sequence, and I was like, you know what? Fuck this movie. You know what? If you came into this movie, I feel like it's kind of similar to movies like like Fear and loathing if you were to come into it at certain points you'd be completely confused and you would have absolutely no motivation to try to sort through whatever the hell you were yeah. watching you would just be like you know what this is fucked and i'm not gonna listen to it that's exactly what <laughs> that's exactly what happened to me i but then i moved to hamilton for a spell where i met you absolutely funnily enough seeing as i live probably like 10 minutes away from you yeah that was kind of <laughs> that was a funny thing to find i was like yo where are you from it's like oh i'm from uh 10 minutes from your house yeah okay well, that's the, that's the the beauty of McMaster. But um, so 
you loved it so much. And I was like, you know that, but Joni's a pretty good guy. I mean, how bad could this movie be if he's... And you gave it another shot. I gave it another shot. Well, you know what? I, I'm proud to be this movie's ambassador because it is actually a pretty polarizing flick because there really? is that massive cult following and there's actually... Um, there was like a book that I received for Christmas a few years ago, which was just all about kind of like Lebowski cult culture and how this movie has kind of taken on this massive following and there's just like parties and do the, you, do you have parties? Uh, no, but I have had a Lebowski viewing that's with what I wanted to family. do with this. I wanted to do when, that. Yo, man, I didn't want to. We, should, I didn't we want... should be drinking white Russians right now. I know, but I didn't think that, that would work the out for the timing is, of it. With white Russians, though, you get sneaky drunk. Like oh, yeah. I, I, I had probably five of them by the end of the awesome. flick. This is like a two-hour movie. That's. I think there was like two shots of vodka and a shot of I want to say vermouth, but I might be wrong. But is is Clue a part of it at all? I don't think it, it probably can be in certain okay. ones. I wasn't drinking it, but. I was pretty saucy by the end of this movie. <laughs> so I, I remember going to your house one time and you making me a white Russian, if not two. I feel like that really been, it, it was probably that night because I think I had, I think it was before it was I went exact, to. Yeah, it was that night was it, actually. Was it before it, we went to Asia? Was that it? Or was it? It might have. Was it, it was either before or right after. But I do, I think it was before. I, I think, think it was before. During, the, during the planning I think it was, this is This is phenomenal. We're writing a check for 67 cents. Um, I think this, not this movie in particular, but TV in general, made me be like, why won't people let you write checks for stuff? Like that? It just shows how much <laughs> of a stupid, like this This wasn't like last year or anything, like when I was like 12 or something. I just always was like, why can't you just write checks or something? Yeah. And then I flipped completely and I was like, wait a minute. That cashier, because I didn't know how like grocery stores worked. I was just like, that's just weird. Why would you like give someone not money? Because what are they going to do with not money? Like credit. And like debit yeah. became a thing, and checks. I was just like, no, that's not fair to the the, the cashier. What's she <laughs> gonna do? She's gonna have a till at the end of the night that doesn't add up. And I just had no concept oh, of how yeah, that stuff works. I never thought about that. Well, that could have something to do with the fact that I don't have a checkbook to this day. I do have one, and I've stopped using it wholeheartedly. This is this is another thing that could I feel like could be somewhat this opening oh, because scene because you feel like did I miss something? Because you really well, no, maybe not even did I miss something. But because you kind of ease into the movie so, like, smoothly. That was some calm the, music to begin yeah, with. Yeah, it was some calm music and just this really easygoing loser being described with that fantastic narrator's voice. Can't Is that, that Sam Elliott? Could be. I'm going to look it up. As everyone knows, we are trying to be sponsored by MDB, so I'm going to be looking up my IMDB app. Well, you know what? That was actually the first time that I've heard that, but I would also like to jump on the IMDb boom, boom, train boom. IMDb. Just say get at is, me. Get at me. It's just good stuff. I'm going to just put in Sam Elliott. I know he's got that voice that everyone likes. But yeah, so you get you get kind of like lulled into this sense of security. Like, oh, we'll see what this movie's about. And then this guy's getting his head rammed into the toilet. Poor dude are here. Got to pull the his dude. shades out of the can. Um, <laughs> Going back great. to that book you got how much of that like resonated with you were you like yeah yeah i can or were you just like oh those guys are crazy (laughs) Not a lot i i think it was you know among the many gifts where it's like well i know he likes this so i'm gonna buy this you know what i mean i've got a gift like that it's called the bookie book by russell brand and Hmm. people know how much i like forgetting sarah marshall and somehow that translates into me wanting to read that guy's book really no disrespect. I'm pretty sure the people who got it from me aren't going to listen to this, but I'm just going to uh, throw that out know. there for the other 30 people who do listen. <laughs> um, yeah, that, you know, Sam hey, Elliott you know is the stranger. Okay, sick. 
And this, this I didn't know this Dylan tune until um, The Man in Me by Bob Dylan. I did not know this tune until this movie. And it is used so well in this movie, but it is also just a phenomenal song. I really song. do. Like, and I'm pretty sure I heard I mean, I might not have been uh, aware of it when I heard, saw this movie, but uh-huh. you definitely made it a lot more uh, relevant and contextualized oh, it for me. Certainly playing it at Hollywood a fair bit. But yeah, great <laughs> sing-along tune, great. Hollywood, for those of you who are unaware, was where... North Hollywood. Dr. Daniel Grant and I we just got, got to at. work. <laughs> yeah. Got to work in second year we got university. Just Put living like absolute pigs. Yeah. Real good time of it. Whole bunch of dishes in the uh, oh, sink. Jesus. I, I never want to live like that again. Holes in the wall. Oh, yeah. That, I, that we, part I was kind of fun. I don't think we even had a lock for like half the year. I think our front door was just unlockable. Yeah, I think I did that. I, I, I think that might have been my fault, and I think I did that at South Over as well, which was just That's get, hilarious. Just get far too inebriated and, and, and come home without a key and just throw a boot party, you know, just let myself <laughs> in. So Is that, well, that what it is? Yeah. I didn't know what it was. I just knew that we didn't have no, a me, lock. No, and so me and Hans, is. like, fashioned a lock when everybody else went home because he's all like, oh, I'm an did he, yeah, But did he say stuff like, I'm going to engineer a lock instead of just Probably, make one? Of yeah. course. This guy loved throwing that around. Oh, well, why not? Good for him, though. Hey, we're going to 15 hours of class a week and watching this movie <laughs> repeatedly, and he's got to do, like, you know, 35 hours of class a week and then study. I'd be throwing it around. But he wasn't too, too busy to uh, miss an episode of the OC. Hey, to be fair, I was pretty guilty of that myself. Oh, I know that's why I brought it up. It was—I mean—that's a good show. I don't—I don't think you could find many guys our age that hasn't engaged in the OC. I think it to, was to only, some degree. I, I think I was only down with the second, maybe the third season. But I can remember using that as like a pre-drink and polishing off a Mickey before going to quarters and just being lit up like the Fourth of July to the point <laughs> where I would have to rewatch the end of episodes sometimes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't. I knew that you were drinking, having a good time, and that was probably why I would Yelling sit around and like. Yeah. I'd like sit around for a bit and be like, "Yeah, okay, I'll give this a try." I could okay. see how you could maybe get into this, and then. But uh, your definitely your enthusiasm for it made me be like, "Yeah, how like once man, again, how bad could this be?" They got in some cold stuff, man. It's some so cold stuff, man. Those those folk in the OC, just nuts. Fair I enough. also really like how Arrested Development references it. Yeah, like, please, please don't say that. Yeah, don't say that. Please don't say that. Did you did you watch season four? You know what? I've seen um, I think up to like the sixth or seventh episode, and to be quite honest, the only one that I've enjoyed is Joe's Tobias's. No, oh, was Tobias. I, did, I really like Tobias. Joe's was okay. I really like Tobias's, Tobias's first one. I was actually laughing, maybe not as often, but I was laughing as hard as I was with the first three seasons. You okay? I would. I mean, I've said this a couple times on this podcast. Maybe some. My good friend Ian Rayburn's podcast, No Talent Podcast. I had to shout him out there. Um, that you might still not like the season, but you got it's definitely built in a way where you have to watch all of it. I've, that, and that's what I've been told. But I've honestly, it I, just feels I, like I a struggle. Sword. I, exactly, yeah. I, I struggle to be motivated to keep going, and I feel like I need to just just do it because you know I'm going to get less and less of the, the last, references look like the last the four episodes are really strong like as soon as they start like breaking out the like uh George Michael and maybe episodes oh, okay oh yeah i forgot that they would probably go from that angle that's sick there's some good ones i'm really enjoying john goodman's energy in this oh. overall he's fantastic it's probably my favorite role of his although I don't see how it wouldn't be my favorite role for all of these actors. Buscemi's yeah. done a lot of stuff that I've really liked, but he has so few lines, and he just delivers them perfectly. Yeah. 
I guess that's your name, dude. <laughs> it doesn't really serve anyone for me to say it, but I, I gotta say it because people are gonna be like, I guess this was in reaction to him having so many lines during Fargo, and then them the the inside joke here is him them telling him shut up every time he wants to say something. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what I heard. And obviously, you can email me, listener, if you disagree. I'm pretty sure that's what it is, though. That that's the inside joke. The, that's the connection. He talks so much in oh, Fargo, and, no as a jo- and as a joke, he gets told to shut up a lot in this. Fargo is another one, just fantastic. Yeah, I got in Fargo opinion. and Big Lebowski together on Blu-ray, and oh, I just sick. like had a lovely evening watching them. Oh, I bet. Absolutely. Oh wait, also Brant, over the fantastic character. Philip Seymour Hoffman is an amazing actor. Yeah, he does have a that very, is currently very good range. in rehab. But really? overall, yeah, for I want to say crack, but I think that's just an old Rob Ford joke. I think it is coke. <laughs> though. He's in for something heavy. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, but like you can't, you can't have this. I mean, this is a pretty uh, subdued role for him. Like, yeah, yeah he's nice. He's nice and welcoming, which speaks to how good of an actor he is. Because most people now that he's a name think of him as being the, like the aggressor and like this like intense guy. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's probably how I've come to think of him as well. Although I feel like I've missed his last few big roles when people have really given him a lot of pretty good acclaim. Well, the first time I took him seriously was Capote. Even though I didn't really like the movie, yeah, I, see, I thought exactly. he was amazing. I, I didn't in see that. that one. I heard that that one was awesome. Like this, a, this is these oh, this are some is of my stuff, favorite. Though. These are some of my favorite lines when they're they're looking at all of uh, Lebowski's achievements, um, and they they see like the little little urban achievers, and he's he's seated <laughs> with this group of like thirty kids who he's kind of like supporting in one way or another. Like the real Lebowski, or like, I guess these a... are yeah the the real Lebowski exactly <laughs> Jeffrey Lebowski. Um, and he he says like, what does he say? He he asks about them. He's like, oh, are these his kids? He's like, uh, yes, they were. You know, someone who he's sponsoring. And Brand's trying to kind of explain it, and the dude just turns and he just goes, so he's pretty cool, different <laughs> mothers kind of thing, and racially he's pretty cool, and he just kind of awkwardly laughs it off, but. I really like that, that it, the racially pretty cool thing is I like that little character beat that that's something that uh, the dude would actually care about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like, yeah, just so, so we're clear. Yeah, like, racially, he's pretty cool. Um, this guy does a great job as well. Yeah, I don't remember what this guy's name is. I'll I'll bring it up Good if I find it. Yeah, such a great service to have. And like, look at the, whoever you know. It, it's so subtle, but whoever were to do the costumes for this movie. He just looks like the most, like just such a bum. He's yeah. got the, oh, yeah. the, the see through plastic slippers on, the bathrobe. He's certainly not wearing any underwear under whatever, whether those are just underwear. The <laughs> filthy ass deep V white tee. Just perfect. I also just really appreciate how nonplussed he goes into most of these situations yeah like yeah. you i mean he does a good job of showing that he's not insane he does get that there's some danger involved with some of these things but like, yeah overall he's a pretty relaxed guy considering oh absolutely he's got, the dude abides he's got like walter around him like <laughs> just yeah he's losing just his an shit. absolute just right yeah. off david huddleston is jeffrey lebowski and i'm gonna just go ahead and say it oh wow he's in blazing I'm saddles dude man he, really I feel like I, I, huh. I can't remember who he plays in it, but it's that's what it's saying here. And Actually, in, that's a movie that I need to rewatch. I haven't seen Blazing Saddles in years. I just rewatched it. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, the the well, one thing I guess it doesn't really matter, but like there, there's that guy Slim Pickens who's 
everyone knows because at the end of Doctor Strange Love, he's the one riding the bomb down and th- through the sky. It's okay, like yeah, famous, yeah, 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 that yeah, famous the, image. They use it in The Simpsons and whatever. Yeah. He was just throwing the N-word around like nobody's that's, business. That's and actually like, what I was going to add. And the like, Asian stuff. And then there's the other actor. It might have actually been this guy that we just brought up who playing Lebowski who said, I don't want to call them the N-word. Like, I, I like these guys. They're cool guys. And um, This happens in the movie or this no, was something no, this that was they said on set? Like, like, this on was set. Oh, okay. He, was a, he wasn't covered. And I was like, oh, I was hoping Slim Pickens would be that guy that would be like, you know what? Can't do it. I'm g- <sighs> but he wasn't. Bad. What was his name? Trayvon Little or something? Hold on. That was uh, Mel Brooks, right? Big time, yeah. yeah. Written by Richard Pryor, Cleavon Little, not Trayvon, sorry. But Cleavon Little was just like, yo, don't worry about it, man. I know you don't mean it. Like, if I thought you meant it, I'd kick your ass. But, like, go huh. ahead. Like, we're just acting here. We're not, we're yeah, not yeah, doing yeah. it. Yeah. And, like, I always wonder about stuff like that. Because I know Leonardo DiCaprio famously had issues with it on Django. Did he? Yeah, and Samuel Jackson had to take him aside and be like, come on, man. Stop fucking around. Let's yeah? do this. Yeah. Like, man up. You gotta yeah, you got to do it, man. Like, yeah. And um, it's good to hear that some people feel bad about it, but then it's kind of weird to be. See yeah, how do you feel like, on that? Like, wait, d- does that d- like that you kind of appreciate that that there is a sensitivity that's broached with it? I guess you just don't really hear about it if there's not like you could maybe assume because it's just such a like a hateful word. When you do hear it on screen, you would hope that they would have some kind of like anxiety about yeah. it. Yeah, well, I just like it's this awkward thing because like Kevin Costner actually dropped out of Django because he's like, I'm not comfortable with all this. Really? Yeah. And then, like, Don Johnson takes over. And I'm like, so I feel like you're putting Don Johnson in this weird position. (laughs) Yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yo, roll tape. Let's do this. Come on. All right. So Tara Reid, or Tara Reid. What a rocket ship in this one. eh? Yeah. What a, like, fall from grace. No kidding. So what's the deal? She just, did she just like party your way into the bad books? Well, of everyone, she's in what? Sharknado, so good for her. I, I, I feel like that was a that was a TV event of last weekend. You're kidding on the Sci-Fi Channel? Yeah, everyone was really happy to see it. It's like one wow. of those like low budget like TV movies. <laughs> I really like this guy in yeah, Fargo, he's, especially. Yeah, and he, overall, yeah, he's, he's great just a creepy in Fargo. Guy. Very creepy. Does that very well. But yeah, what happened to Tara Reid? Like, you get a look and like this? this. You get a look. You like a look like this. Brand's look a, right a after this line. <laughs> Amazing, just so uncomfortable. Let's see just killing it with his like trying to be a good guy. Yeah, just completely, just a rod so far up his his <laughs> other end that he just can't, just can't handle Bunny whatsoever. I'm no one go can find a bunny. cash machine. So good. It's absolutely pathetic the amount of lines I know to this movie. Not no, quite that's as bad like, as Seinfeld, but yeah, we were talking about that on the Laura podcast. That you're yeah? killing it. That you killed it. All on right. Seinfeld trivia. Well, she wants to take that. you on though, so just know that that's yo. That the challenge has been challenge down. accepted awesome. anytime, anywhere. Just as long as I've had less than we're gonna say like I don't know, twenty drinks. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be nodding off during that. No, it gets I pretty don't. intense. It does, and especially. Well, you know what though? What do I know? Maybe she. Maybe she's gonna you know blow me out of the water, but. I don't know that, that. I mean, you probably will pathetic. be evenly matched. I don't know how, because you were like you were getting stuff right by accident. Like even as you were like thinking it out, you were getting the right answers. Well, yeah, I often didn't need to hear the end of the question, but I think yeah. that those questions were relatively easy. easy? All right. But I also just think that I've watched a disgusting amount of Seinfeld because I think it's hilarious. So this is probably going to be a theme of the podcast, but you also your enthusiasm for that show meant that I had to watch a lot more of that show than I was. Oh yeah, to watch. you know what? I actually said that the other day for whatever reason that came up the. Uh, I think someone was talking about. Oh no, I was talking about Jerry Seinfeld's bit because Lee and uh, and Ali are moving, 
Yeah. And they are just just in this mad rush to grab boxes, right? So Seinfeld has this bit about how when you're moving, <laughs> your entire <laughs> life just turns into boxes, just looking for boxes. So you're just like in the grocery store, you're in the LCBO, you're, you're wherever you are. He probably doesn't say LCBO because they don't have privatized liquor stuff down there. Yeah, but, but if he was doing the bit in Toronto, he'd be like, hey, exactly, LCBO, exactly. guys. <laughs> or they do have privatized liquor down there, I should say. Um, but uh, I, I think I was referencing that bit and for whatever reason just got into how pathetic my knowledge of Seinfeld is and then was talking about the trivia cards and was just thinking <laughs> that I've been to, I think they had it, they had they have Simpsons trivia that they do at um, oh, the Gladstone yeah. sometimes. I've been invited to that sometimes and I'm like, but I, I would get blown out of the water. You that. know what though? I've, I've heard, like, I, I think I remember hearing some of the questions and they were ridiculous. It was like, who was the guest director in like season six episode, you know, whatever. Yeah, I don't know stuff like that. No, no chance. You want to tell about me the if you can make friends with salad? I can tell you without a doubt. No, you cannot make friends with salad. Nailed it. And uh, <laughs> but if you want to know who directed that episode, yeah. I got nothing for exactly. you. Exactly. No kidding. Nothing for it. Um, I was gonna say yeah. I felt bad. Like when we were traveling, you always wanted to like reference it. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. I don't retain Seinfeld well. Yeah, it's uh, you know, if anything, that that's probably good for me. It's probably good that that those aren't always reinforced with like yeah, because it's like well, I can go all day. <laughs> Just oh, you mean like if, as, as soon as I give you an answer? Yeah, if, like, exactly. Right, if, you're, yeah, if, you're, if you're if you're starting to catch on to those references, I am. Uh, yeah, I, I can I can go for an obnoxiously long time. But Laura, if you're out there and you're listening, she'll be listening for sure. Challenge I mean, accepted. For her. Absolutely, challenge accepted. So we just got to rob up those cards from the. Uh, yeah, we got to rob up those cards, or we could see if we could uh, go to Toys R Us, perhaps. I I think, yeah. Yeah, Toys R Us, Mastermind, one of those places. Maybe you get like a Catan expansion pack at the same time. No, thank you. Two birds with one stone. You're not down, eh? Oh, no. You know what I I don't like about Catan is how good everyone was at, like all of our friends was at. Uh, When you were just getting into it, yeah. Yeah, everyone was so good. Kind of the bros complex that I had, Super Smash Brothers, which absolutely taken over our best friends' lives. Like they honestly, the, the one thing that kind of diffused my anger about that situation because they played it so often, and because I wasn't a part of it, it was just kind of like a, <laughs> like oh, just kind of shake my fists and stuff like that. Was uh, was just how much fun it sounded like they were having. Yeah, every single you can't time they get played that it. mad at them. They're having such a great time. Also, this picture of Nixon bowling above his bar is I guess that's got to be real. Like you can't fake, or you uh, could fake it, but like I just assume it's, I just assume it's real. Mm-hmm. And I dig it. That's fantastic. And Anything look, to humanize that guy. With or the light that's coming in, you know, he's he looks he's he's in his bathroom. It looks like he's just getting up. He's making himself a drink. Why not? I would oh, like. See, to. he's using Kahlua. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I should remember that. Good call. I think he's using half and half. They can get pretty grimy if you're using half and half. Yeah, half and half. So you you use half and half, right? No, or no, like no, we milk. milk yeah. Oh, this character too. Manny, I don't remember this man. Manny, the landlord who is talking about his uh, performance dance piece, his uh, <laughs> interpretive dance, and they go see it when uh, when they're plotting to give those guys the money back. You'll see it; it's just ridiculous. I have performance dance piece. <laughs> this I'm reaction, dude. Tomorrow's already the tenth. Far out, <laughs> and he means like about the rent yeah. because he wants him to pay. I I feel like this also gives me a bad interpretation of how landlord uh, 
you know, renter relationships go. Like, I wish I could push back and be like, yeah, yeah right, I'm, I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to give you that money. <laughs> I feel like he's not even doing it consciously though. He's just like, well, he's yeah, just <laughs> all right, whatever. Although I don't, I don't know what the dude's stream of income would be. I suppose he's probably claiming he's got to be independently wealthy. I don't know what that means. I feel like that. I always just assume that meant he like inherited some money and he's just oh, maybe. Look, look at this setup. Just, no, but Pajama they do talk about what's in his bank account a lot, right? Like he's not—he doesn't have a lot of money, or not a lot. I feel like there's a reference to like his bank account huh. situation. It could be, not off the top of my head, but yeah, I think it's kind of understood that he doesn't have a whole lot of dough. This, uh, are the you know what you might be mixing up with? Uh, they talk about Jeffrey Lebowski's bank account. Oh, he do. doesn't have any money. Yeah, yeah, because they're talking about how this is like a fake kidnapping of Bunny to try to get some dough. Ah. Uh. Mm-hmm. I do remember that poem. Yeah, maybe I just got the Lebowski's mixed up. Jeff Bridges has got some pretty great hair too. I'm just I'm I'm really a big fan of Jeff Bridges and John Goodman overall. Maybe not even for these roles, but just overall, I feel like they're guys that like I would like to just sit down and talk to. Absolutely, and, like, I'd feel like you know. I'd say Bridges even more so maybe for me because I don't know. You didn't watch Roseanne and just be like, hey, no, I actually band. didn't. I did not watch what Roseanne was it Connors. Yeah, yeah. It, I don't know that I like the show so much. I mean, I actually, you know what? It was one of my one times of like semi activism was they were playing the Jamie Foxx show on the okay. new VR, okay, whatever that was called, that Barry channel, okay. And they were playing the Jamie Foxx show every day at like twelve thirty. So I'd come home and watch that, and then they switched it to Roseanne. And I remember, oh, at like, lunch, yeah, yeah. And I remember I remember like that. writing and being like, "What the fuck is it?" I, I didn't <laughs> use words like that, but like it's, it's just funny to say it now. But I was just like, "How dare you!" Like, I there's not that much black programming on. Like, you guys stop oh. doing like Fresh Prince, and like now I have to watch Roseanne. Roseanne's on all the time. I don't yeah, care. Roseanne is but brutal. And like, who's watching Roseanne? Who's watching Roseanne reruns? Why and why is it on so long? And so then they they email me back and they're like, "Yeah." Sorry, buddy. Like that's that has nothing to do with that's just your like affiliate. And then once I realized my affiliate uh, was in like somewhere not in Toronto that I could contact without mm, spending money, I was mm. just like, all right, nope, that's fine. Mm. <laughs> just won't watch the Jamie Foxx show anymore. I, the show was pretty funny, and another rocket ship. That woman that he worked with. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, pandas. yeah. Who's in White House down? As his wife. They don't share any screen time, but huh. like, I was happy about that little semi reunion. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, look at her go. <laughs> saw her at the BET Awards. Not that I went, but I saw her like being, oh no, it was the ESPYs. She was uh, in the crowd at the ESPYs. And I was like, oh, still looking Does good. the ESPYs like actually, did, do people know about this? Did people watch the ESPYs? I, remember I didn't I think was anyone at, did. I, I just bar after heard hockey it referenced in a Jay Z song and was like, okay. I was, at, I was at the bar after hockey the other night, and someone was like, "Oh, the ESPYs are on." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" I know and John. It, it looked had like a it good... was a pretty, uh, a pretty well attended affair. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like I'm, I got to imagine you got like Olympic athletes, you got like yeah. professional athletes, yeah, which usually are intertwined if you're American and Canadian. And uh, this has got to be one of the best scenes in the movie. Sort of, I off. really like this character. Oh, he, he <laughs> John Turturro. Just does phenomenal work in pretty much anything that he does, in my opinion. But this has got to be my favorite role of his. You want to know how much I like this guy? Is that I'm, um, as my mom really likes the Transformer films, I've seen all three, mm-hmm. and I look forward to his parts in all of them. I, I enjoy his work. 
But that's great. That's just a nice iconic shot there. Licking that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, licking the bowling ball. ball. And he's got the do-rag at the back with the one fingernail painted. And the overall Jesus of it all. <laughs> like, oh, just yeah. his accent, everything. Oh, amazing. And, uh, as and the fact that he pronounces it Jesus instead of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the... The uh, what I was telling you the before, Gypsy Kings, it's just all perfect. That he's the cousin of uh, the woman who plays Tony Soprano's sister. Oh, Soprano. yeah, Janice. I'm gonna find her real name, but yeah, Janice Soprano is uh, and the fact that this guy's his bowling partner <laughs> amazing. This is just Quinton well and O'Brien. Yeah, that guy's I guess it's just his last name is O'Brien, just hilarious. <laughs> and then look. The face that he looks when, or the face that uh, Buscemi makes when he does the kiss to him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, just like confusion, slight like. confusion. <laughs> Amazing. And, uh, but Walter's then he goes, this Walter's just so much contempt. Um, yeah, and then it goes from the, what is it, the diegetic to the non-diegetic sound or whatever? That's that's right. It was, no, it was non-diegetic with that music. Yeah, non-diegetic to diegetic. diegetic. Yeah, that's the one. Um so for I anyone. stayed awake for at least that one undergrad film class. We were in that class. I remember you and Cam just like talking and then me oh, thinking yeah. I was going to get in trouble. And being like, I got to distance myself from this. I couldn't, I actually couldn't believe it when he stopped the class. He was talking about film noir. Yeah, no and one he was talking about, about, he was talking about how, yeah, film noir went against convention. And then he stopped the class to be like, like these two who are talking here, yeah. who are also going against convention. While everyone else is sitting quietly <laughs> and taking notes, these two choose to talk for the entire... Like, I just wanted to crawl into a hole. But instead, I sat in the lecture seat in front of about 200 people. And I, I mean, and you got a story out of it, so there's that. Yeah, there's that, no doubt. That wasn't actually quite as embarrassing as when I had a prof who was putting up their last overhead for the lecture, and they were way out of time. Like, there, there was no chance they had any time. <laughs> and I just, I, I didn't, I wasn't controlling the volume of my voice as um, as well as I should have been. And they were like, uh, do I have time to put this up? And they, like, they weren't looking for the question to be answered. They were going to put it up whether they, like, they didn't want any input. And I just went... Like yeah, they said, "Do I have time to put this up?" Uh, yeah, I do. And then just, just way too loud. As I said, I just went, "No, you don't." And he's like, "Oh, I don't." I feel like no. I was there for that. I think it was the same class. Okay, yeah. He was like, "That oh, is great." Yeah, maybe I don't. And then just ended the class. And I was like, "Oh wow." Like okay, so Janice's real name is Ada Taturo. And this, them, uh, them, them cleaning the bowling balls like that. Like their balls. Yes, like their balls. Um, do you watch? I'm gonna get all worked up about this. I'm like, I mean, well, there's no literal connection to Vietnam. <laughs> Amazing. I do like that. That he's ke- he keeps that going, and they oh, just yeah. keep shutting him down on that front. No one's willing to get outraged the way he's ra- outraged about that. Oh Vietnam. my god! I don't think I've ever focused on. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's just, just furious. But <laughs> I'm gonna fuck uh, how, you up. How Liam? Is you, Liam and me. We're gonna. Fuck you up, and Liam's just standing there, just <laughs> like, yeah, he's so happy it. to be there, yeah. like, not menacing at all. Oh, it's amazing! Look at him right now. <laughs> yeah, fucking John Turturro's killing it. Oh, he everything killed it. Um, did, I don't know if you noticed this. You probably noticed that the dude never actually bowls in the movie. Around, no, he's absolutely around, had not. He's he's around all the bowling, huh. and just never actually and never throws rolls. a bowl. 
ball or he never releases i'm pretty sure there's a, huh. a or does he is he just helping julianne more when also, during the dream sequence when he oh like, yeah no yeah i guess he's just helping her but look at this as well <laughs> venice beach league playoffs 1997 or whatever it said or 1987 1987 just listening yeah. to bowling phenomenal and they just reuse the song. Why not? Because it's fantastic. Is this what I saw? I can't. I can't tell if this is what I saw. This is what I woke up to. This not, not that well, you would be able one, to tell but there's me. There's also the, there's no, this no, dream there's... sequence where he gets punched in the face, but there's also the acid flashback. Um, or when he gets sorry, when he gets drugged at Jackie Treehorns. I think it's the drug. And then he ends up running away from. This is another IMDb. I think it's Flea who's got those gigantic. Oh, Flea scissors. is in this. Flea yeah? is Flea is big time in this. Okay, so that's yeah, that's him. You know what? I think it is this scene that I saw. Okay. And then I just mix it with that other dream sequence where he's like. Yeah, where he's um, dancing with Julianne Moore. and Yeah. No, no. I definitely saw this scene. This is definitely the scene I woke up to. And it was just like, you know what? Fuck this movie. Yeah. I can remember watching this when I was younger. But I really like this song. So I feel like I should have at least been a little more like accepting of this scene. I always feel like this bowling ball rolls really slowly. Like when you get this view, as yeah. if you're in the bowling ball and you're looking out. It seems like it's going so slowly. That, that would be the most boring comment to hear on the podcast. That just is making, the <laughs> making complete comments about just, like, you need the visual cue to be able to enjoy But it I feel like it would help people be like, you know what, I'm going to watch that movie again. I need to know what this guy's talking about. At well, least hoping, stuff like that works on me. I feel like I'm not doing a good enough job thus uh, far robbed up his at carpet. creating What's interest for this movie. But... Yeah, you know what? I, don't know. I think it's more to create interest about yourself. Oh wow! Well then, and I, so I, I, far, I don't you've, mind. You've accepted a challenge for a Seinfeld throwdown. Yeah, I have. You've, you know, I, I'm going to yourself as a Catan player. So there's that. There is People that. People going to get no at doubt. you for that. Not get at you. I mean, like they could be like, "Oh yeah, join our group or something." Wow, Catan groups must bring you into some interesting circles. I'm going to say <laughs> that. Well, I mean, there's our circle. With the content stuff, and I think oh, we're, yeah. we're well, a bunch of cool it's guys. It's just a great game, you know yeah. what I mean. But I, I can't, I can't sign off on like the extended versions of Catan where you're going to be sitting down and playing for like two hours, and there's all kinds of stuff you got to worry about. You know, I'm just gonna <laughs> just want to get in there, you know, get in, get out in an hour. I have know my this fun. is part of the game, but I also, in addition to how good everyone else is except for me, it's all the side bargaining going on. That's like throwing me off my game is people like people, particularly like Jake, who's been on. Yeah, the well, you got to like, uh, being like, hey, when it's your turn, you want to like th- throw me like three hay and I'll give you some. Yeah, like, there's a lot of wheeling and dealings, and you know, a lot like of trading it. to be done. You got to be, you know, putting yourself in the best possible situation to be settling Catan. And that can be stressful. It's I actually al- a pretty <laughs> stressful game. Yeah, if for something that has nothing to do with like fighting, rounds, it is absolutely a stressful game. I think one time I won on Longest Road, though. Oh, I, I, I was able glorious. to sneak that. I was able to sneak that, that in. So there. glorious. Yeah. The last time I played, I settled Catan and won, and I pulled a card and got the university card. Went from <laughs> nine points to ten. Boom! Laughed in Kevin, Joel, and my little brother's face. Awesome. Fantastic stuff. Shout out to all those people. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. I just, yeah, it's something about that game that, like, I, I, I 
thoroughly enjoyed Jake's enthusiasm. So him losing is also great for me, just being a part of even like oh, it's entertaining. You stuff commit sure. yourself to just screwing him over, like what he does. That's in the it. other thing. It gets to the point usually that you, all you can do is play the spoiler, and then you can really just screw people over. But then it can become a pretty poisonous game pretty quick. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. You gotta, I guess you gotta just play for yourself. It's this is yeah. He has a car phone. Remember car phones in general, like you know. I think this is the phone that they give him. <laughs> oh, okay. But <laughs> yes, car phones in general used to be hilarious. They were gigantic. Then cell phones really fucked that market up. Oh, absolutely. Which is ridiculous. And like, I feel like this law that came in to try to deter people from using cell phones didn't really do anything. I think no. I think people are just a little bit sneakier when they do use them, which may or may not be more dangerous. But you know what they said? I think I can't remember where I heard this. So the credibility is pretty pretty small. We we credit everything to IMDb here. Oh, I see. Yeah. So um, well, I think I read it on IMDb when I was just scrolling along, reading the most insightful stuff. Um, <laughs> that texting while driving is ten times, or it was like ten times more dangerous than um, like when you're tired and you're driving, and it is really? absolutely more dangerous than when you are drinking and driving. Even and that is absolutely not an endorsement I for drinking and driving because no, that no, is no. wrong in every situation. I heard, I heard that drinking and driving, like the idea that or pe- what people argue is, you're a lot more focused on not screwing up. You're still, ah. I mean, you're still going to be incapacitated. You don't have yeah, your, all yeah. your, uh, and you don't, you, you don't have all your you're faculties. Not react so it doesn't quickly, matter yeah. how much you're concentrating. Yeah, you're still probably not going to be paying attention as much as you should be. And the texting, yeah, your eyes are completely off the road. And yeah, your eyes are off the road. You, sometimes you're using both of your hands and driving with your knees. If a little cutie pie's texting, you'd be like, yo, when are you getting here? And you're just like, oh, God, I think of something clever to say. Yeah, you're you, definitely your not paying mind attention. is absolutely on the last thing but the road. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw this crazy thing on Cracked, sorry, IMDb. But uh, it, they were saying, like, it's um, it was this optical illusion uh-huh. where, um, or I guess it's not, it's basically your brain likes to, cut things out so like if you're okay. driving it'll it'll just focus on like the what's directly in front of you which is why people usually say i never saw the car coming and oh. they, they were able to show it to you with this page where it's um something spinning and then okay. they're like just focus on the green light okay. inside of it and then you start to realize that all the purple dots in the spinning thing are going away and all you can see is the green thing and they're saying huh. that's the same idea when you're driving is your your brain is like Okay, I'm only going to focus on the things that are moving. So if a car okay, is coming okay. at the same speed as you, it just uh-huh. goes like, yeah, I don't need to worry about that. That's not moving as far as I'm concerned. Oh, okay. And then that's how someone can change over. And you're like, oh, shit, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I guess that makes sense, yeah. Because any of the periphery stuff that that might not be quite as important, you're just not even seeing it. Like yeah your, brain, yeah, your brain is just like, fuck it. Huh. Which isn't really a good thing to hear, but it just means don't text and drive. Don't text and drive. And Absolutely. drinking and driving is definitely a no-no. Both... Big no-nos. That being said, I am guilty of the texting and driving. Yeah, I think most people are. <laughs> but it's, it's you, just you hilarious. catch a good red light or something, and then it, oh, it just big time. bleeds into something else. Then oh, so yeah. be it. <laughs> and this is just hilarious. You Jumps know, out of the car, brings a loaded gun to this drop-off where they're just supposed to drop off the money. What oh I wanted God. when I first actually committed to watching this movie properly, I really wanted this to go well. Yeah, and so, I mean. Obviously, yeah, well, it's too early it, for it to go well, but like it was really funny to me, like yeah. just being like, "Oh no, oh no, oh no, it's yeah. not gonna work out." So funny, dude! Just bails out of the car. He's like, I, "I'm gonna bail out at 15 mph." <laughs> blah 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 blah. No, no, grab one of them and beat it out of him. I think that's what the plan was. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Grab one of them and 
beat it out of him? I think is that Flea getting away on the butt? I feel like he's part of that. Uh yeah, he, gang. he's part of the nihilist. Yeah, yeah. Nihilist. I almost said neo Nazi. No. It's nihilist, definitely. Yeah. I don't believe in anything. How can a dart in the bowling alley? My you know what you know what's weird about John Goodman is most of the times I see him, I feel like he's gonna die in the movie, not from being shot or beat up, but just from like health. General issues. unhealthiness. Yeah, yeah and like he's it. still kicking around. Good for him. And this is probably the healthiest I've seen him in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, or at least I don't fear for his life the way I fear for yeah, like, yeah, yeah. in like let's say flight or something like that. Okay. Like, oh man, this guy's not long for this world in this case. Or like or brother were out there or something where he plays the uh, Yeah, the I kinda want him to die in that one though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's understandable. Um, that's that's actually another movie that I could see again. That movie was great, and that soundtrack is really good. That is a great soundtrack. Yeah, fantastic. I I mean, what got me to watch it? I probably would have seen it anyway. I'm I'm uh, I mean, right now I know I'm a Coen Brother fan, but I I didn't know who who really made it. I just knew oh, it's a George Clooney movie. But uh, what made me like or made me go for it is in university the only thing I read all the way through the was the Odyssey. Yeah. And they're like, Yeah, this is the the Oh Brother Right that was like a take on the Odyssey. Yeah. And so it was cool to actually see the like the analogs. Yeah. But um I'm yeah, glad absolutely. I watched it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, it's fantastic movie. This is another good one. It's like he's in the midst of telling Donnie to shut the fuck up. <laughs> And he's coming over. He's like, "Shut the fuck up!" What they posted it because he's talking about <laughs> yeah. how they posted the playoffs. He's just like, it's just, his I reaction, really, whatever, whatever comes out out of Donnie's mouth, he's gonna tell him to shut the fuck up. I really like that it like conflicts with their like real life problems. <laughs> just like, oh yeah. Just and crazy. he's just so upset. He can just like the, the dude is completely consumed in whatever is happening with this woman and John Goodman is not phased at all. He's just completely rattled by the fact that they're gonna <laughs> potentially gonna have to play on Shomer Shabbos yeah. on Saturday. Oh he is Jewish in this movie. I've completely well, yeah, forgot no, about that. I he, love because that. he soaks he soaks it up from uh or I shouldn't say soaks it up, but I guess he converted with uh uh his ex wife. Yeah. And then yeah the the dude thinks that that's less credible because he doesn't see the woman anymore. But yeah, it's pretty funny. I love it. Look, this you're right. This is all of these guys like <laughs> like definitely they should consider these some of their top 3 performances. I would think. Although I guess that they've all been in a lot of stuff. But I bet Steve Buscemi is much happier with his Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, role. you know what? That's another one that I have to see. I haven't seen you do any have of to that. See it. I thoroughly enjoy great it. things, yeah. No doubt. Good old chalky white or something. Anyway, the guy who played Omar on The Wire. And he's <laughs> anyway, great. Another one. The Wire. Still haven't seen it. And that's another one that I've heard the fantastic The good news about The Wire about. is it's done. So you can get it whenever, man. Like you, Very like, true. It's, uh, there's nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's so far out now that no one's going to be pressing you. Like, Come on, you got to see. You gotta yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. people will do it. But I'm just saying, like, it's not like you got to watch before the next season starts. Yeah, very true. One thing that we do, or that I am going to rewatch to just get back into it, is Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. Yeah. Because that... Is. Is going to be phenomenal. Have you I seen think that? The that I think that, that has actually that eclipsed the Sopranos. It has eclipsed. Um, I'm trying to. Well, I, I feel like it's just kind of stupid to compare it to shows like Seinfeld or Arrested Development or something. Hey, like I'll, that, I'll, I'll let you do it, man, funny. and I'll join you in that comparison. I think I think it's actually the best. I think it's my favorite show. I think it's my favorite like drama, my favorite HBO series, or just my favorite television sh- series. Okay. Ever. 
right. I here's my thing with that show. While I appreciate it, I'm gonna be back. I mean, it's finishing, but like, uh-huh. I, what kept me coming back each season was the last like three to four episodes always had me hooked. I was always like, this is this is great television right now, and I would feel like I'd kind of be like. Hot and I'd be okay, lukewarm okay. on the beginning of these. Yeah, season could, five, however, I every episode I was in, I was oh, on yeah. board. Every episode of the yeah. first half of season five. Yeah, season five was just going at such an incredible speed. It felt like the entire time it was just so tense, and you thought it seemed like almost at the end it could end at the end of every episode. Like yeah, if, if Walter gets shot or if anybody. Well, I'm not going to be spoiling anything here, but uh, what I will talk about though is the first couple of episodes of season one where how, like, what were your thoughts on Skylar? I found her to be oh, she's the insufferable. Worst. Absolutely. But obviously, that's, you know, that, that she nailed it. That That's yeah, exactly what she act. was supposed to play. But, oh, yeah, just horrible. When, <laughs> and, and when, when anything would come up and you'd be like, like, you're supposed to be maybe concerned for Skylar, you know, in a lot of places, you you should be sympathetic to that character, but yeah. you just hate her. But yeah, oh, I'm Yo, you're so right that. that I think She's they the are worst. putting you in a position where they're like, you you know you're supposed to feel bad about this, but yeah. you can't. But you can't because she's just oh she's painful. It's, I think so. I feel like this is one of my shortcomings. Is like if there's a female character that's getting in the way of like the protagonist, yeah. and I'm not gonna say just a male protagonist. If there's any protagonist and it's yeah. a female character trying yeah. to get in the way, I'm yeah. always like fucking get rid of her. <laughs> Tell her to beat it. Like Dexter, I'm not gonna say what happens, but like. Okay. When his wife okay. is no longer on the show, I was just like, good. Yeah, oh. Thank goodness. I, absolutely. And getting rid of those kids, I was like, good. I remember the person that I was watching, like, 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 people that I've seen that show with or that were watching it as consistently as I was, like, wasn't that sad? I was like, no. I was so that happy. It was absolutely the best like, I wasn't thing happy about what happened show. to her. I was just glad for what that meant for where the show could go. Now, that being said, if it was a show, if, if it was a character that I, like, that I, that I cared about whatsoever, then it, it would be a little bit different if they kind of, you know, if they stalled the protagonist in maybe an interesting way or they, they had some redeeming quality. Yeah. But f- for the most part, for the first few seasons, Skylar, absolutely no redeeming qualities. Yeah. Horrible. I'm like, yeah. Because there's, there is a turning point with her where I'm just like, all right. All right, cool, cool. We're on board. Doing some money laundering. Can I just say oh, yeah. about Julianne Moore, a big part of my sexual awakening. Was this full frontal here? Is that I think full so. frontal? I, I don't know if it's like full on frontal. It's certainly you get a look at the top bits. Oh, you do? Absolutely. Um, Your sweater potatoes are on display. But she's been in two distinct scenes in my memory of letting someone finish in her. Really? And like commenting on it, like so. There's boogie nights where oh, I'll never yeah. forget her just being like, "You can come in me. It's okay. I'm fixed." And me being like, "Excuse me, what? I what? Ah, ah." And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and then there's this movie where she's trying to make a baby. She sure is. And it's just, so good. She sends him to the doctor. He's a good man and thorough. <laughs> and then checks out. He's like, "Yeah, he hit me in the chin." It's like. I'm still gonna need you to drop your pants. <laughs> what? I just the thing about her is like she has such sexual roles. I feel like it would be really tough to like be her partner. Yeah, I could what see with that. her being naked on screen all the time, having sex with people. Yeah, I don't know what. Like kind every of, time like, she gets a role, you're just like, oh, great. Well, although I happen. feel as if people that are absolutely that are this into. Like yeah. this involved in the Hollywood scene and this involved in the acting community, they often just get together with other artists yeah. in one form or another who are 
on such another world that they they probably have so many other issues than anything know, that they've yeah, done in their careers like that. That look at that old school remote, hilarious. But yeah, this is this is actually one of the funnier little parts of this when they show the uh, log jamming, the porn that was made with Bunny Lebowski like years ago. Yeah, and I think that the nihilist is in it as well. He plays so the cable repairman. Right? Yeah, the guy that was passed out in the pool originally. Did you get his name? That's the guy that's also in uh, in Fargo. IMDb, the oh, guy yeah, who's yeah, putting yeah. the leg in the wood chipper. Uh, okay, here's my phone. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's like Peter Stone. I feel like I don't know how to pronounce his name. That's kind of why I gave up on it. Carl Hungus. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, I will look it up. It's, I know his first name is Peter, and it's like an S name. Log Jammin. Just hilarious. Yeah, there he is. Hello, my name is Bartis. Did you watch... I'm here um, to fix Dinah Cable. <laughs> did you watch uh, Minority Report? I did not. Oh. Well, that's the end of that story. No, he plays the <laughs> the uh, surgeon that gives Tom Cruise his new eyes. Okay. And it's one of the most unnerving scenes in my life to watch. Like, I'm, really? I have, a, I have a problem with eye stuff in general. Yeah, so I, would, I, would, I would venture to guess that that is pretty common. He has to cut his corneas out. And then, like, put in other stuff. And, like, just, he's in this, like, dirty room. There's, like, uh-huh. like old milk, moldy sandwiches. Everything oh. looks so un- unsanitary. And he and it's him playing it, who I just associate Creepy. with being. Yeah. So I think it's, like, Peter Stormare. Like, how would you pronounce that? Is it? That's the guy. That's the cable yeah, guy. Yeah, I would right say now. Peter Stormare. Wow, that, him actually smiling. He looks like a normal human being in that oh, picture. Yeah, I still think he that looks kind downright of, strange. Uh, dubious. A little bit dubious. In the Rolling Stone one, though, he looks infinitely more dubious. And <laughs> nah, he looks pretty Russian. nice here. Oh, I don't know. The Rolling Stone one, though. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Just if you want to know what we're talking about, just IMDb. Oh, you know what I haven't even noticed? They've got the huge scissors in the back there, which definitely plays into the, the fact the that flea he's thing? being... Yeah, the flea thing, where he's being... Right now, they're sitting in, um, I suppose she would be Maude Lebowski's room yeah and they got this massive painting of these scissors which is what flea the bass player from the chili peppers turns into in his acid flashback Ah. or is that when he gets knocked out by the chief of police of malibu one or the other i certainly don't remember the passing out things because i thought the that um dream sequence that i definitely Uh, did see happened much later in the film yeah no well there's there's a few of them for sure but i think that's a wig i think so yeah i would have to agree i hope so her yeah. for her sake rather this is good the recommendation for the doctor he's a good man and thorough i like the way she speaks please Just please see him jeffrey please. he's a good man let's look at the paint on his forehead this guy is actually a hilarious stand-up the the guy who's driving the uh the limousine you, for uh, the dude do you know his name uh w- do they show his face more importantly because then maybe i'll just be like yeah i know this guy yeah, they do. They're about to, and I, I, I'm I've confident seen him on that Comedy you Network. He's um, look at those I jellies. I got What? Look at the jellies. Yeah, on exactly. That guy. The shoes Good are hilarious. Him. Good for him. Amazing. You know, today I was really down in the dumps. Said no money. Hey, forget about it. It's so funny. He just took her glass too. I guess. Good for oh, him. Oh yeah, absolutely. They're gonna you, they're gonna show him right here where he because uh, he spots the guy following him. Yeah, I do know who he is. I don't yeah. know his name, though. No, I can't remember his name either. 
I feel like he might have been on. Yeah, he was. If if you if you were so inclined, um, he plays. This is funny. It's going to tie into my um, Seinfeld knowledge. He plays a prop comic that also performs at the same comedy club that Jerry plays at, and he actually pretends to hold up the bar with a with I One guess a fake prop. gun, wow. and that's when George freaks out and pushes everybody out of his way the same way that he did when there's a fire earlier in the episode and <laughs> he completely ruins his chances with the woman that he's with. Oh, because he's like wants to be a hero? Yeah, we no no no. He, no, he oh he wants to get out of there. Yeah, okay. So then he's trying to redeem himself and saying that he's changed and that he would never do that again. And then this prop comic pulls out the fake gun and he does the exact same thing that he did in the fire, just cementing his role as a coward in this woman's eyes. Here's the thing, I like it's such a weird thing that I don't like Seinfeld because everything you're explaining sounds funny to me. And I acknowledge it's a funny show. I'm not even yeah. saying it's not funny. I just always say I don't like the package it was given to me in because like, okay. I just like Curb okay. Your Enthusiasm, which, as you've pointed out many times, is they've recycled some of the jokes. They recycle an absolutely... You but know, it's weird because... I should say, they, well, no, I think, I think recycle is a, is a decent way of putting it. But it is, you know, it, it's Larry David, so it, it's his ideas. It's, it, yeah. it's, it's what he's going to be doing. Obviously, his style is going to be very similar, but... Like some of the same jokes that they'll, you know, that were smaller jokes in Seinfeld. I wish I could think of some just off the top of my head, but they'll they'll string them into entire, yeah. Well, just no, not entire episodes. But I know that like you were telling me that like I was telling you one of my favorite jokes from Kirby Enthusiasm when like they were talking about they don't like to use uh, condoms because it's like and he's like I just go stop. He's like oh come on, who's timing you? And then he like points to his dick, and I'm like that's a funny joke too because I I can relate to that completely of like yeah, that and that's, time where you start to open the package and then you're just like ah, I'm not feeling it so much anymore yeah oh, they're the worst but um, yeah they, they use that exact joke in, in Seinfeld yeah he's talking about George is talking about how they, you gotta try to open like a bag of chips and then Susan's helping him try to open it because he can't open it in time because he's he literally they say it's, yeah, it's a ticking beat time the clock yeah, yeah beat not the clock bomb, I should but say um, but yeah that, that, that's just someone that's just blatantly recycled from Seinfeld they're not even like yeah I mean most people in that show have gone on to do things I thoroughly enjoy quite namely uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus being in Veep right now I love it I love her work in Arrested Development as well yeah she's very funny in Arrested Development I haven't seen Veep it's probably my favorite new show not favorite show it's like in terms of the stuff that came out last year I think it was last year 2012 it's definitely my favorite okay. of those shows that came out in 2012. Huh, it's, I mean, it's kind of my sense of humor. It's pretty snarky, like really, yeah. like really mean spirited stuff goes on. That sounds like good. It's part of the fun is how much they make fun of certain characters and her in particular. Okay, right on. And um, do you sympathize with her character? Or is she? Yeah, someone that, they do okay. a better job of making it like straight up. Like, come on, she's not that dumb in the second yeah, okay. season, and like a lot of stuff is stacked up against her. Okay, as the vice president, but like, she's really good in it and. Most of it, and like, I guess maybe it's just I don't like Jerry Seinfeld overall. That could be it, and and I could kind of see that. Like when I, I think when I first saw a few, um, just kind of like spoofs or kind of stuff that was taking the piss out of Seinfeld, I was like, oh yeah, I could see that. <laughs> Super neurotic, and some of the back and forth that he has with George are, you know, a little bit obnoxious and tough to listen to. But man, overall, like. Funny stuff. The way he's, the way it's written, and Michael Richards is, and it, it's it's unfortunate what he's done. I don't know if we ever talked about my opinion on Michael Richards. No, we we haven't actually. I, th- here's the thing: I watched the movie Problem Child, in which he is the main villain. He is. Yes, 
He's wow. like so the the He must have been pretty young in that, eh? Uh, he looks pretty much the same. Yeah? I don't I don't is I mean that... he is obviously much younger in it, but like yeah. but like he the thing is I like I don't remember the kid's name. I don't Junior. I think the kid's name is Junior. And he's got this toy. Yeah. He's got this toy that he likes and I think uh, Michael Richards plays that character, like the whatever they base that toy off of, or something. Okay. Like it's his, it's his um, idol, okay. and he gets, in, he does terrible things. And I remember, and obviously it's a kids movie, so this isn't exactly that, but I feel like that's what's implied is there's a scene where Michael Richards knocks out the Junior's um, adopted dad, <laughs> and then has sex with Junior's adopted mother what? on top of the thing. Well, because they do the whole kissing passionately and then go down to the ground, and I feel like. That's uh, what that means. Like you're gonna have okay, sex now. Okay. Okay. And they do it over that. And I just remember, even as like however old I would have been, like seven or eight, being like, "That is pure evil. You can't just knock someone out and have <laughs> sex with their wife. Like she's a bad person. You're not supposed to want her to yeah, be yeah, the, the yeah. dad." But I was just like, how, "I am. I can't. Like I just right just away taking was, like, ass and taking names. Eh? I I just associate Michael Richards with that evil. Like I was just like, "That is horrible." That's so hilarious. like everything he did. So you were just waiting for the other shoe to drop the entire time that he was on Seinfeld, and, right? I, and like I agree with people that he's. I mean. I don't know. That's a pretty intense tirade for him yeah. to not feel some of it. But yeah, I just absolutely. I feel like and the that other thing isn't is like, what I, I didn't I, like I about feel him. Like, I feel like he is a very high energy, high strung performer when he is like when, yeah. when he is doing his thing. Like the physical comedy that he's doing and, and, and anything like that. Like I would think that he would be pretty you know, he could be in a state that if he were to go on to something he could like he could really get behind something that maybe he was, he's kind of acting on a whim, but he's still saying that stuff. Yeah. And he's still like, that, that's not, you know, it, it's not as if it was something that was presented to him and he went along with it. No, he, that, that he, he just was just, oh yeah, he just brought it up Remnant. completely. And it was brutal. And like, he, uh, yeah. That was, I mean, he's still, I mean, I think he had one of the funniest appearances when they did the Seinfeld reunion on Curb, though. Oh yeah. That was, a, that was a really funny. So funny. That was a good way of doing it. I don't like the wanton destruction of uh, the dude's place. <laughs> yeah. He's no. already got so little. Come on. I know, exactly. He's got so little, and then they toss the fair in the bathtub. <laughs> nice fair, or nice marmot. What does he say I'm here? Pretty, is it a marmot? There you go. Yeah, nice marmot. Nice marmot. marmot. Right the tub. Just, oh, my God. That must have been so dangerous to film. No like, kidding. That's what I... like. Like obviously that's not a real one in there with him, but like the no. shots of yeah. the real thing. I don't know. They do a pretty good job of filming it. Yeah, and they look, the sound effects really they also help. Get it, and he's like, who? Do you, I guess like, the handler must have to go in to get it. Yeah, I guess so. Good thing that he has gloves on, so you can't tell anything. Yeah, or, no kidding. Yeah, there's flea. Yeah, there's flea. <laughs> we don't care about nothing. <laughs> So this would, in addition to possibly being one of your favorite movies, would this probably be your favorite Coen Brother movie? Um, yeah, I guess we would have to say that. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, here's here's the way I would position it so you don't look like a hypocrite. There's movies you enjoy. <laughs> no, no, but I'm saying like there's movies you enjoy, but there's also movies you might recognize as being better off just not for you in terms of yeah, their, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I would agree with that. I think that that's a fair way to put it. But no, I, I would say that this is this is my favorite film because I feel like this sure. is their most enjoyable film. I well, I really like No Country for Old Men. I really enjoy Fargo a lot. Um, I mm. think that um, Oh Brother is great. Um, what are some of their other ones? Uh, they've got 
um, what was, Miller's what was Crossing. One? Yeah, Miller's Crossing is, is, that is, is, that is, is, is pretty good as well. I didn't like as much as everyone I else. I didn't like it. Yeah, I, I didn't like it as much as the other ones. They also but, have the Lady oh. Killers with Tom Hanks. Really? Yep. That was them? They've got Intolerable Cruelty with uh, George Clooney and Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, I didn't see that. Is that good? Yeah. It's like a, it's like um, if you ever watch like a Cary Grant and like Audrey Hepburn. Or oh, I love Cary Grant. Cary Grant's a man. Yeah, I love Cary. We talked about him on, on the episode that's coming out this Wednesday. Yeah? Oh, nice. yeah. Oh, yeah. Some interesting comments about him. But, but he is. He was definitely my favorite. Well, he's in my favorite movie, so I just like him. Uh, North by Northwest. Yeah, that movie was great. That was actually the, the lone highlight of the course that we were just talking about, that oh, film yeah. course that we did. Being able that. to watch that on like the somewhat big screen mm-hmm. was a big highlight for me. Yeah, that was great. But, um, yeah, it's like it's one of those types of movies, but since it looks so modern, it's kind of hard to like get into. And I'm, I okay. guess that's why no one really... Got into it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But wh- what was the one that they put out not that long ago? I, I want to oh, say like a solitary man or like this. The oh, a serious, a man. serious man. There I, is a movie called The Solitary Man. Okay, with uh, Michael Douglas. Um, a serious man. I did enjoy, but I, I was glad enjoy, I watched I it on a plane well. and not like went out to go see it. Or I went to see it in theaters, and I remember the uh, beginning completely confounded me. I did yeah. not know what was going on. I was like, what? Is this happening right now? Like, I, am I, I watching the, the right movie? It's like it's like they're telling the parable at the beginning, but like it's like, oh, so it's like back yeah. in the day. I'm I like, think I had to just kind of completely dispel that. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, what? Am I? Like, I feel like this can't possibly be the movie. Yeah. This isn't the movie. What is going on? Like, they, <laughs> Yeah, if I hadn't been in the theater, if it was under my control the way that it is in an airplane, like, was it the one where you just pick it and oh, it yeah. comes it like, oh, yeah. It. Yeah, I would think. Like, I stopped oh, I and started a bunch out. of times to be like, no, come on, no. Man, when we flew from England to Thailand, and I should have been sleeping that entire time. You watched Departed. I watched, I, I think I watched like three movies on that flight. I watched really? Departed. I think they had um, Rounders on there. I'm always That's a down movie for I gotta, Rounders. I got to watch that movie. You haven't seen Rounders? I've heard it referenced so many times. Are you serious? Yeah, man. Oh, it's man. my The Wire. You oh wow, pulling that out. No, I'm <laughs> um, definitely, definitely see that movie. That is, uh, yeah. A, like I've heard so many great things about it. Uh, just like so many like popular cultural riffs. Off yeah, of it. it's it, um, what's his name? Malkovich. <sighs> yeah, Malkovich. Yeah, you nailed it. Um, he's fantastic in it, and he has a hilarious accent. <laughs> Matt Damon is phenomenal. It's one of I'm a big my Matt Damon. favorite Ed Norton yeah. roles. It's See, I got to be real picky with that guy. Yeah, I mean, overall, I like his his energy. I just I feel, feel like, like I don't like a lot of his movies. I, really, I feel like I just like think what, he's he. Hour? I like that in this. Yeah, okay. Well, now you're just gonna name the good movies. But I feel like he's a, he seems like he's a little too self important. Like, yeah. and I don't know why that bothers me, but it does. And I just, but yeah, the two movies you mentioned, I like. I like American History X because of him, so I'll give him that one. Yeah, he's. I would have liked Twenty Fifth Hour probably without his, like without him being in it. I there was something about the story, or sorry, there was something about the way that everything, um, was presented. Because I don't know. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a huge fan of Twenty Fifth Hour. I really liked. I don't know if you'd call it a montage per se, but yeah, that, like, it's the Spike Lee montage, scene. like yeah. where everyone, yeah. it's, it's just like um, do the right thing type, yeah, rant, yeah. yeah. So he, yeah, in that he was like th- that. That was for me the highlight of that movie for sure. Look at this mustache. That's a, that's what a man looks like. That's yeah, Sam Elliott. That you like, got that voice. 
He's got that voice. He's got that stash. You can't even see, you can barely see his lips. <laughs> have you been hearing the? Uh, I don't. I'm, I don't imagine you're watching a lot of TV, but have you been hearing the Jeff Bridges Elantra commercials? That's oh all I can think God. about as when no, watching these movies. Well, it's just such a weird thing. Like he's clearly having a good time, but it's so yeah. like it's clearly like no one told him to settle down. Like he's just like that's amazing. You've got the wide curves and the yeah. lantra. Wait, are we still talking about the car? And I'm just seriously, like, yeah, this guy's just having a great time, and no one's reining it in. No one's yeah, like putting fantastic. it into something that's good. And so, like watching this, that's all I can think about right that's now. That's so funny. That and his ridiculous Men in Black Four R.I.P.D. movie. <laughs> yeah. That looks brutal. Yeah, well, it didn't do so well this weekend. So that's Who good. goes to see those things? Well, I guess not that many people. If it, did, if it had Will Smith in it, I'd watch it. Yeah. That, I would have gone to see I think it. That, that was the exact comparison that the last person, when I was, I think I had a mini rant about who's going to see these movies, that they're still making them. And he was like, if it was Men in Black, would you see it? And I was like, no, that, Men in Black, the first one was good. The first one was good. Like, there was credibility there. The second one was horrible. I don't even know if I saw it. The I think third I saw one parts of it and was, I was like, better. I don't need to see this. Yeah. Had the guy from a serious man. I never know how to say his name, like Michael Stuhlberg or something like that. I wouldn't know. Um, but yeah, the kid, he's he's in it. He's I mean, I guess I ruined the surprise, but they've put him in the commercials now, so they they've kind of okay. played their hand on that surprise. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, Men in Black Three was okay. Yeah. It's still not that good, but like yeah, Men in Black One was great, and I'll rewatch it and I'll I'll defend it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it, but I think I saw it years ago. I think I would still enjoy it. It's still very watchable, I feel. It's Will Smith, like, before Although he I got self-important. <laughs> I don't know what my problem is with people who think they're so important. But yeah. Uh, he's still having and a good time. Did he get into the Scientology stuff, too? See, I don't know, but here's a good... This After Earth movie uh-huh. is a good indicator that he probably is a Scientologist. Like, yeah. him and Tom Cruise have the same type of movie. Tom Cruise has oblivion about, like... The world after the Earth has exploded, and yep, yep. then Will Smith has his one with his kid after the world has exploded, oh, and yeah. he's been donating to the church for a while. So I don't know. I always heard him say like, was not, it not? I think it was you. Sorry, sorry, completely cut you off. Go ahead. Oh uh, no, I, I was just gonna say I heard the quote I heard from him is I love God too much to be a Scientologist, but like from Will Smith. Yeah, but that was like huh. early on when people were saying it, like when he just first started hanging out with Tom Cruise. So okay. I don't know that okay. he's maintained that. Okay. Because, I mean, he has... This is another funny reference to it. Autobahn? Those uh, guys are just everywhere. Yeah. Well, that's... That's Nihilist. Yeah, the Nihilist. That that was their band, right? Yes. Just ridiculous. Who is this character? He seems to be having a good time. He is... He just... (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad... I'm glad that the dude had that same sentiment. Like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, he absolutely... He just plays this tiny little annoying role. I think it's just supposed to be... Um, Maud's friend. And I have no idea. But then, and then, then he gets just like even more obnoxious right here, where he picks up the phone and he just doesn't stop laughing. And I don't know if he's speaking English. Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He is. How about being around there. Oh wait, no. I think maybe this is when she starts speaking another language here. But um. But back to uh, back to Will Smith and the Scientology. Scientology stuff. I think it was you that told me. Was it not you that told me that it was your impression that Jada Pickett Smith was the only reason why he hadn't gone that way? I probably believe that at some point. I don't know if I expressed that fully. Ah, but uh, it definitely seems like something I would say. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. I don't even know like what their deal is. I don't even see them together anymore. I keep hearing they've split up, and I feel like it's only a matter of time. 
This guy is in How I Met Your Mother all the time, and I think this he does doctor. His, yeah, I don't think he does himself any favors in that show. They're always no? like, "Oh, Subas," he's like, "Hello." That's that's his move. He gets he yeah. gets to be in like, let's say they've got like a hundred episodes out. He's probably in eighty of them. Just really? Going, Hello. Yeah, he's always their uh, driver. Huh. This is so great. How get how into it he gets in the CCR. <laughs> just loving life. The music in this is pretty good too. Oh, it's I'm fantastic. Turn it down just in case it's showing up. But like uh, the music, I guess they just know how to do good soundtracks. Or is absolutely, it, I don't know who they get to do the scores for the movies, but they always do a fantastic. Is job it No Country for Old Men that doesn't have any music, or is it? No, uh, they, they have music in that. Maybe I was just. Thinking I feel like he could be right about that. But like, look at this. He's banging a roach, pounding a beer, just getting so into the tunes. <laughs> so ridiculous. Drop All things the roach. you shouldn't be doing while driving. Drops. Yeah. Well. Yeah, on, on on this same theme. Yeah. Drops a roach into his lap and freaks that car, out. car, man, won't leave him alone. That's funny. Pours beer <laughs> on his lap so that he doesn't burn himself with the roach and then just smashes into the dumpster with the car. <laughs> so good. And the car just looks like such a piece of shit. You know what's funny is I would have never clocked that he poured the beer so that he didn't burn. Yeah. I would have just been like, oh, this guy's an idiot. He can't hold his beer. Yeah, no, he's... Uh, it's strategic. I, I'm really glad that you're here, man. <laughs> like I would have just been like, yeah, hey, man, these, these little mysteries. <laughs> and then the guy, the guy that's following him, it's so funny. He actually, he's an actor that's done some stuff. I don't know what his name would be to even search in IMDb. But yeah, this is when he finds uh, the homework in the car, which they. Oh, uh, this is. Wait, I, I'm going to fuck up the Walter quote, but it's like, this is what you get when you fuck a <laughs> man. This is what you get when you fuck a stranger in the <laughs> ass. Larry Sellers. Use a Use dictionary. Use a dictionary spelling. Um, man, that's what I got to do now. I mean, yeah, you're, 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 you're becoming a teacher. Yeah. I have a friend, Tim, who is a teacher. And these kids nowadays, man, like, what? what not, I'm not talking about the spelling. I'm talking about the just blatant disregard for it having any thought put into you like i had someone or not i had he had someone write something out that was basically like why were the nazis so rude to the jewish people i'm like what no that's like yeah some kids some kids are just completely grossly misinformed and like they spelt rough like r-u-f-f and like how old are these kids though no these were like grade 12s like they were like grade 11 grade 12s Okay, so that's that's completely unacceptable. I'm not I'm not gonna out what school this came from, but like, yeah, it is. It was rough. I was like, how? Like, I mean, yeah, I can't really out what school it was, but like these these kids, man. I was just like, why? Like, you can't just get it. Like, why even bother handing it in? You're just gonna get laughed. Like, you're gonna get in trouble with this stuff. Oh, absolutely. Like, someone put like um, they were doing one flew over the cuckoo's nest, and they're uh-huh. like, nurse ratchets a bitch, and I was like. Come on, man. You got to find a way to put... not even trying. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And it's funny because when you get... If you get put in that position, you know, we're still young enough that, you know, we kind of act this way in in our our own lives. But you got to be like, this is not funny. This is a very serious situation. You know what I mean? You got to put on the adult pants, which is pretty funny and I, I struggle to do it sometimes because sometimes the kids are just actually being they, hilarious yeah they can them to pay attention that's why i'm no longer a camp counselor i was not yeah. right in no that's not true i i was pretty good at it but like sometimes yeah, it's just gonna slip sometimes yeah. you just slip up and like it's weirder because it's like 24 7 you're with the kids like when uh, the camp i was going to 
Okay. It's kind of hard to like always because you gotta like yeah you can't always be, be in on. the same bunk with them be, like yeah I was teaching my kids like fart songs like <laughs> like you would just like try and rhyme your way to like the highest number like okay I don't want to do the song now but like it was just like this crazy thing where I had like eight kids like trying to get up to like forty or something by like rhyming things and like talking about farting man whatever you can do to and keep I was like this busy. is great and probably the least. Yeah, productive thing like, we could be doing. Like, yeah, we uh, this is what we learned at camp. Oh, great! I had a kid. Um, there's no sorry. We I had a co-counselor who got the job because he was caught skinny dipping in our lake. Like he didn't even go to the, to the camp. He just what? like was high out of his mind and was caught skinny dipping in his lake and said, "Oh, I I don't know how he swung it, but he got a job there." What do you mean? There's got to be more to he, that story. No, so I don't know. How he, he got the, no. There is more to the story. He proved to be a bad <laughs> counselor twice Shocking. when he let. So there's a. This is so funny. There's a boy side and a girl side. Obviously, we can co-mingle, but like everyone sleeps on their own sides of the camp. Okay. Okay. But the art center is closer to the boy side, so he ran like. A thing That's where a lot of the co-mingling happens. <laughs> Big time. So <laughs> he ran this body painting thing. Or he was finger painting, but it turned into body painting. Really? While, as the like older boys and older girls were like discovering oh, their sexuality, wow. and you saw, and like a lot of kids were running around, and like, oh, to to like the other counselors, like, oh, there's like girls with handprints on their like bathing suits. Yeah, and it's, like guys just being like this and like ha ha ha. And then what? Even further is that the they were like the girls were like, oh, we don't want to walk all the way back over to the girls' side. Can we just shower here? And he's like, yep, sure. And wow. so. <laughs> Sex was happening in the showers with Seriously? little kids. Like, well, that's why I hear. I wasn't there for it, but like, that's what I hear. And I was just like, that is crazy. He and then been fired pretty promptly. <laughs> no, he was still able to. We were hanging out. There was like this. It's built. We built like a rec center into this rock face uh-huh. type thing. So we were kind of pseudo climbing the rocks and just chilling out near the rec center. And our, and our two favorite campers, I know you're not supposed to have them, but we had two favorite campers, mm-hmm. were hanging out with us as this guy's telling me about all the, like, tranks he's done. <laughs> he's like, you know, have you ever had, like, tranquilizer? Like, yeah, these kids don't know what's going on. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think it occurred. I think they were just happy to be around as we were talking. They might yeah, have yeah, soaked yeah. in yeah. a lot of stuff. I don't know. But the, the important not. thing is that uh, he slipped Bell and went, ah, save me, took his kid and rode him down the rock. <laughs> and the kid knew enough not to cry because he was like, if I cry, I get my favorite counselor in trouble and then we're all going to not have a good time. Oh so he was just like, <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> He's like, it's okay. It back. He's just like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And I was like, dude, you just took your kid down the thing. And he's like, I'm sorry. It was me. And I was like, I was going to die. I was going to die. <laughs> Oh my god! But yeah, he wasn't able to come back the next year. No, I guess not. <laughs> Here we go. This was the, the, the John Goodman scene I was talking about. That I love. And he's about to smash the Corvette. Oh, big time! This is hilarious. Also, I was gonna say they cast that kid Larry Sellers so well. Just deadpan, just staring at at Walter and that, uh, that and kid John did do Goodman. a good job. He yeah, didn't look he did out a of great place job. at all. Boom. I'm always kind of curious about, do they just, does Corvette, like, do they just have to buy this car and then destroy it? Yeah, I think so. Oof. I guess they don't have too many chances at these shots, eh? No, they can't. I, I, that is stuff I always think about, like, when you're yeah. destroying. 
Because I don't know what they're at at the, in this point in their career, but like, do they have the clout to just like get a bunch of Corvettes? To yeah, I have no idea. Or do they do it with different kinds of cars, and then whatever one works out the best, that's what I they was kind of thought. Like, I guess also, you can't do it in like, one may- take. Maybe they kind of get like if they if they're able to just get the body of the car, and they just don't even have the engine or everything else in it. I don't know. Yeah, that's probably what they'd have to do. This guy's this go- so doing good. great too. This is like the oh, like yeah. poorer John Goodman right there, like. And he's like he's got less to lose than John Goodman. (laughs) So good, then he just destroys the dude's car, which is already fucked up. Like, guy's so mad. I don't know if he means it, but I got a lot of like subtext there of just like a sad guy that just like that was the last thing he had was that Corvette. Like, then they still go to the In and Out Burger, which I have heard is phenomenal. I really want to go to like I states go to burger joints. You're so bad. I don't want to go to Carl's Jr. I want to go in and out. California or if they're in New it York might. As well. I heard. Yeah, I heard people talking about that. I think it's it's either New York or California. I know it's a I coastal thing. Yeah, it might be just California. Then, but like, I want to go to a Carl's Jr. I want to go to a Checkers because they've been promoting on TBS like a motherfucker. Oh yeah, and I just, big time. It always looks great. I'm Checkers sure the one with the stupidest. What was? It was either yeah, yeah, Checkers yeah. or Want Sonic. one, got one, got to get one, got to have one. I think that's Checkers. You got to eat Checkers. You got to eat. You got to, man. You, seriously, that's how you're pulling me in? It's like, well, you have to eat. Got, <laughs> so why not this? So you might as well eat this garbage. That's true. I mean, so I guess they must they must be like McDonald's, though, where it's just like everyone's going anyway. And they're like, come on. Yeah, maybe. Come on. Everyone's coming here. What, are you yeah, not going to come here? Assholes. It was hilarious too. He, he puts about like thirty nails in this, in this like two by four to try oh, to, to prop stop the chair up yeah. to stop people from coming in. This makeshift lock, and then the door just opens the other way. <laughs> I thought it was so more like awesome. a Home Alone type thing where he was hoping they'd step on those nails. Oh, okay, no. Is this? Uh, sorry to be crass, but this Asian guy looks very familiar. I feel like I know him from yeah. Huh. I mean, the problem is, you know what people could say about me after saying something like that. <laughs> and like if I find out that that's his only f- film credit and I just look like <laughs> an asshole, that's like, well, you know. <laughs> oh, IMDb will steer you in the right direction, I'm sure. I feel like he's got no picture up and it's just going to make me look like a dick. They already had Jackie Treehorn's house. I guess so. See, look, Mods Thug 1, Mods Thug 2. Come on. Mods Thug, it's even got that. It's listed as Mods Thug, and they've come ah. pretty quickly, or they're listed pretty quickly as that. Um, Jackie Treehorn, so good. <laughs> Hello, dude. Thanks for coming. Amazing. This that's just very welcome. I like this. I you know what? It, it would have taken me a long time to get around this if not for your enthusiasm. Like rewatching these things, like I just wasn't. Mature enough of a film you know, watcher. I, I'm to not be like, even. I'm not even sure that the first few times I watched it because I was relatively young. If I, I, I really got it. Like it is, it's a pretty well layered movie in that yeah. you can really watch it a lot of times and pick up a lot of stuff that is just, in my opinion, it, it's very funny. But if you don't, if you don't like it, they, my parents have recommended this movie to people and just been like, that is so terrible. Like, like people, <laughs> it seems like they either. Really like it, and they get it, and think it's funny, or they just hate it because pretty. I can like, see people not knowing that this is a and, comedy, oh, yeah. and then just hating it. Like, oh, big a time. lot of things are help, like help me get around, get my head around it if I know like it's supposed to be funny. Yeah. Um. By the way, the guy I was talking about was Philip Moon, 
And yes, I do in fact know him from Batman Forever. He plays a news anchor in it, and I knew I knew his face from somewhere. And he was also go. in Young and Restless. My uh, my Guilty nanny. Pleasure. No, no, didn't watch it after a while. My nanny Asenta, that's uh-huh. definitely her name, was uh, <laughs> was telling me about Batman Forever. She's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna watch it because." My boy, she didn't know his name. Like she knew his character name, but she didn't know his name. She's like, "Yeah, my boy from Young and the Restless is gonna be in it." And I was like, "She well, was down, eh? She was down for his cause." Yeah, and I was just like, "I saw Batman for him." Like, I think I saw your boy. <laughs> and I just I, and I, I guess this is all coming together for me now. This is like twelve years in the making, man. Wow. Um, Home name point. I'm happy that I could be here for this. Oh, big time! I'm really happy you could share this moment with me. Absolutely. Um, he's also in Bioshock Infinite. So if there's any gamers out there. Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, watch out for Philip Moon's voice. And he is, in fact, an actor. That's what part of his uh, bio on IMDb says. Yo, wasn't wasn't Samuel L. Jackson in one of the GTA games? Oh, yeah. He was the the evil cop in San Andreas. Yeah? They they can pull some big names for video games now. Yeah, I guess so. It's so much money. This is so funny, too. Takes the call. It seems like it's super important. And Lebowski is just trying to put together why the heck he might be there. And then he just <laughs> runs over and scribbles what he's got on the pad. And it's just like this crude drawing of the dude <laughs> with the boner. It's just hilarious. Uh, so good. I've always wanted to do this in real life. I think I did it on my mom's pad, like a so uh, notepad outside her bed. But I yeah, that boner. They have, to run, or they have to write pretty hard for them. Yeah. For you might not be being picked up right now on your mic. Oh, my yeah. goodness. And it's just um, not even I like that. It. That is that's that's an image that sticks with me from the movie. Yeah, he just it, runs back over. Yeah, the running back and trying to chill out. <laughs> the drink is laced with something though, right? Yeah, he gets drugged. Yeah, yeah. That's when you can already tell he's, he's starting to get kind of loose here. Yeah, I like the somewhat slow deterioration of him uh, throughout the scene. Yeah. Okay. No, this is good too. He asked him about uh, the movie business. No, he says, uh, "What did he say?" He says, how's the smut business? <laughs> He's like, oh, we don't do that anymore. It's like, I specialize in high-quality adult entertainment. It's like, oh, yeah? Which one's log jamming? <laughs> <laughs> Could I say what big? No, Absolutely. I'm going to say m- multiple things. But uh, as a kid, um, we're talking like grade one, grade two here. Every time I would see something that said adult movies, mm-hmm. I'd be like, you know what? I'm pretty adult. I'm pretty sure I was <laughs> able to figure those out. I honestly thought it was just like a separate store for movies like this that are That's just like hilarious. a little more than like what kids yeah. are like. Yeah. So you weren't going to find Disney no movies Disney there. Movies. It was just like, I was like, why is it? And like, I movies guess that you really it, had to think about. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was just like real thinkers. That's hilarious. Uh, little did I know what adult entertainment meant. <laughs> You're just like looking at these people with this kind of esteemed kind of. And you could never see what was inside. So no. you just have to be like, wow. It's a massive mystery. Those must be gone now, right? Like, they must just like strictly reside in sex shops. I would shops. think, but there's this, like, this place not far from where um, we play hockey, like in, um, in, in northern, I guess like northeastern Scarborough, almost Markham. And it's a place where I used to go. Um, it's this little kind of like shitty plaza. Um, that has this place that we used to just kind of go for breakfast before work. And there was a most, it's just a mostly adult video store and it still operates. Still kicking. And I'm thinking like, who the hell are these people? Mostly guys that I would ever see, like going in before the sun was up when I was like before working construction, like 630 dropping off their tapes, just like so pathetic because they don't want to be seen in the light of day. But it's like, 
You got to get on internet. Is not for stuff figuring like that. out the internet. Like, well, what, what's going on that you I, need I to be know. renting this? Like, how much? Like, I, I just it, it boggles yeah, my mind. Yeah, I really feel like you need to you need to be getting on the uh, the internet for stuff like that. Yeah, like, a little anonymity. Anonymity. There we go. It's a tough one. Don't listen to how I said it. Listen to how Bajani said it. I got it wrong. Then they got this guy, this Sudan, this Saddam Hussein lookalike who I do like that. This is part of the uh, the opening menu that we were talking about. I mean, not on mic, but this is this. This is another great song. Just a great soundtrack. Like I mean, that guy looks so much like Saddam Hussein. That's another Arrested Development connection. Oh yeah, they had that whole through line of uh, capturing Saddam and making it like Saddams uh, and. Um, George Bluth kind of b- like being the analog there. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Finding yeah. him under the house and whatever. Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, certainly coming back to what you had said earlier, if I had just kind of turned on this movie midway just at this point, I'd be like, okay, clearly I have no idea what's going on and if this is where this movie has gotten to after, what are we at? I don't know, 45 <laughs> minutes? Like, nah. Yeah. I don't need to see this. It's not, yeah, it's not. A, I mean, I can appreciate it in context, and that's basically what I was saying. I wasn't, I was a little too young to be trying to tackle this out of context. I wasn't willing to be like, you know what? You would have felt like this would be a movie that was perfect for the adult store. Yeah. I would have yeah. like, you know what? This might be why they have adult movie stores, <laughs> It's only funny that this actually has porn in it. Like that—that's part of the plot line. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess he's only helping her because I don't think he ever throws a bowling ball, huh? In the movie, but you know, what? now that you mentioned, it, I was kind of thinking about it. I don't know if you see, you see John Goodman bowl. Yeah, I guess you do because you see him with the cigarette, and you see him with the like the ball in his hands. Yeah, and you certainly see Donnie throw. Because they get to go, all right, way to go, Donnie, which is still one of my favorite quotes from this movie. <laughs> way I to go, Don. I just don't know enough people named Donnie to be using it consistently. <laughs> this guy my I, I, I don't know anyone named Donnie. Oh, man, this guy in my hockey team that was named Donnie. Whenever he would score, you better believe that's what was going on. See, way to go. Oh, big time. Uh, there was a girl all in my class right. um, named Dion, but I read it as Donnie initially. What, you know, did you ever have it like where you'd be in school and like people would put their names on their like coat hooks or yep. the teacher would yeah, do yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. So I read it as as Donnie. Donnie, and I was really excited like, I'm to be like, Donnie. hey, you know the new kids on the block, Donnie Wahlberg? And, like, <laughs> and that's like they're going through the like uh, roll call, and I don't hear any Donnie, and I'm just like, well, fuck this. Where did Donnie go? He's like absent or something. That's hilarious. I just kind of wonder how Flea would have gotten into this particular role. Like, what's he um, doing? Is he I not feel like uh, directors like the Coen Brothers and like Paul Thomas Anderson are like really into like the music community. Okay, and like com- okay. well, for sure, Paul Thomas Anderson loves comedy scenes. Who he's is got, like, what? What? what so movie he's is... dire- he directed "There Will Be Blood." Okay, um, Boogie Blood. Nights. Nice. Um, just to reference stuff that we've already brought up. Absolutely. And I know that uh, in There Will Be Blood, he's got one of my favorite comedians, Paul F. Tompkins, in it. You can't really. And he was. And Paul F. Tompkins was supposed to be in Magnolia, which is another Paul Thomas Anderson. Okay. So I feel like they just hang out in enough clubs. I mean, Red Hot Chili's Peppers is different. Like, everyone yeah, yeah. knows them. They're yeah. a known quantity, but they might still be, like, looking to use them. And I okay. know that, like, they probably are in the clubs and stuff and, like, hearing music and, like, cool. Like, you. 
and they must just hang out and sometimes something huh. opens up and you're yeah i guess so so funny <laughs> only things that he has just the drawing of the guy with the huge dick and a diner's club card this is the one time where like i just feel bad like the this isn't a fair playing field this is for, the, for the dude this, this he's not going into it feeling good about it an and deal like, here? yeah because mostly yeah, people have the upper hand on him anyway but like in this case he's got nothing no <laughs> Looks like shit. He's been drugged. Got a huge stain on his shirt. And he just gave a cop Chief a of picture police. of him with a boner. I yeah. mean, not that you would know that it's him, but like, yeah. it's just a big boner picture. Yeah, sure is. And the chief of police of Malibu seems to be just a bit of a dick. He's going to be taking Treehorn's side because he, I believe the expression that he uses is that he pulls a lot of water in this town. Oh, like he, he doesn't pull shit. There you go. Pulls a lot of water. That's got to mean like I, I'm respected. Holds here. a lot of water. Whatever it is. Because I've heard what the phrase, that doesn't hold a lot of water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who, what do you think? You're some kind of teacher? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if you can talk about it, but if you were a teacher, would you be like a, wow, <laughs> the dude just got hit in the head with a mug. Would you be like an English teacher or just like a general, like... You know what? When you do an elementary school, when you're working with oh, the younger yeah. kids, yeah, you yeah, got to just do everything. everything. So Talk about Nimbus Clouds. That the, is so funny how you brought cycle. that up, because we were talking about that the other day. I think that's a grade... I learned in grade two. Science curriculum. It should be grade one stuff. I feel like I only grasped it in grade two, possibly grade three. Well, I don't even know if that I, I don't remember it accurately whatsoever. Yeah, I don't um, even know what Nimbus Cloud means. I was, no, neither do I. <laughs> I just know it's a thing. Those are the things that I'm going to have to learn before I teach them. Absolutely. I have had to learn a lot of stuff. It has actually been pretty funny. Riding the subway with kids' books, like kids' books oh, on like science topics, and just flipping the pages and being like, wow, just being fascinated by this. That's stuff. why I was never good at Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Because there's Who such, is, though? It's there's such, such like, intense really things like, that you got to know, or like yeah, intricate things you got to know. It's kind of esoteric knowledge that you really wouldn't need to know unless you were doing a grade five pop quiz. You know what I mean? And, and like, you know what the thing is? I probably could make a grade five look pretty stupid if I had to, but. Definitely stuff like that. They would definitely be like, oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, there's definitely this many gallons in a liter. I don't know if that's a thing. <laughs> oh, man. That would when always get me. The conversions, like going from like empirical to yep. like metric and tough. stuff, I would hate also, it. Also, even just like some of the terminology within math, like um, what were they doing? They were working on something in the grade three class that I was teaching this past fall. And it was, um, I want to say, yeah, a rhombus. You know what a rhombus looks like? That's a circle, an oval type thing, right? False. It is a diamond. Fuck it. Here's the problem with me. I mean, I probably learned that in grade three, but ever since grade six, I learned all my math in French, which you don't think is a big deal uh, until you start you doing word so problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you start I doing did. word problems, and it is di- like it's even different syntax and stuff like that. It's different, man. Yeah, I would have done math up until grade six in French. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's. I hey, I'm gonna pat myself on the back. Mm, yeah, tell myself that that's uh, not a big deal because I didn't learn it like that. But I remember one of the kids being like, which one is the rhombus? And I was like, oh, I uh, really got that wrong. Uh, so you don't know? Like, well, what, which no one idea. do you think it is? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you tell me which one you think it is and we'll find out together. And then I'm just like leafing to the back of the textbook, <laughs> like grabbing my own. Just be like, oh, God. So this post-coitus thing. Um, post-coital um, doobie smoke. Roach. Where she tries to actually physically move her body in a way where she can have she can torture herself, yeah, to try to, um, yeah, to try to get pregnant. Absolutely, 
Is there, sorry, was there a question that was coming out of that? No, I just wanted to say that this is all part of me thinking that Julianne Moore is ridiculously sexual. You would think, yeah, yeah, no, that, that certainly fits into that. Not that she wrote this script or anything, but like because of what she does on screen in most of her movies, I just assume hmm. it's probably pretty wild in bed. And huh. certainly wouldn't rule it out. I, mean, I don't know, maybe she's just a good actress. Maybe the maybe yeah, stuff like that doesn't phase her, and she's probably pretty frigid, frigid in bed. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I like how I think that there's only two options. She could yeah, just be in the middle. Just absolutely have a healthy, no middle ground. No, it have is a healthy sexual appetite. Completely or just, black or white. Yeah. This is so funny too. Like, but you gotta think. Even in this movie, it seems as if she's got a bit more together that she would try to have a kid with the dude. I suppose she just knows the dude's not gonna want anything to do with the kid, so it doesn't really matter. And yeah. she wants to raise the kid alone, anyways. Wasn't there something about like his last name's Lebowski and she likes that aspect of it? Or like, uh, is that why he got brought so. in? I think I it's thought literally, that was I all think, the. I believe she says it right here, but I think it's just that uh, essentially she wants to have a kid, but she has no interest in the yeah the the, the father having anything to do with the yeah. kid's life, and she knows that the dude is likely a deadbeat enough that he's really not yeah gonna he's care. not going to want any parts of it. No. I like that he's able to make uh, white, white Russians, Russians wherever anywhere he is, where he is in his house. It's not a big deal. Everyone. That's I'm trying. I'm trying to start a collection over there. It's not doing so well. It's kind of diminishing. I oh, is this your uh, your your liquor? Well, mark. you know what? what? You have a liquor cabinet going. That just means you're getting into the liquor pretty consistently. Like you remember when we had that liquor cabinet going at Mac? When I we feel had... like it wouldn't last that long. Exactly. <laughs> it was just like, well, we got it here, so might as well. The thing, yeah, that's. I guess maybe you'll have a... more self control than we did. I, I mean, I, I guess I see it as a mark of being an, an adult that you can, like, have people over and still offer them something to drink instead of me. Like, uh, if you said you came, like, let's say you we recorded this at 6. No one's going to know when we recorded this. But, like, mm-hmm. let's say we did this in the middle of the day. Yeah. And you were like, I'm coming over. I would have to rush over to run a meet and get some alcohol. Not that we're drinking Yeah, this and now, I guess like, it's, it, it, it's just, uh, you know, more of an established thing. Like, when, when, we're, uh, when we're setting up shop in a more serious way. Then yeah. it's understandable to have a liquor cabinet, but I see what you're like saying. If I had a liquor cabinet now, I'd just be like, "Well, I'm gonna maybe have another drink." Or no, you're right. I mean, that's. I mean, I all Proof's of those in things, the pudding right there. No, but I haven't had any of those at home. You're kidding. No, that's not true. The Maker's Mark. I had a glass while watching Mad Men. This. Uh, oh, badass! Getting yeah, character, like, eh? When oh, in yeah. Rome, or when watching Rome, anyways. Yeah, exactly. When you're watching Rome, you gotta join in. And I That's another like, show that I gotta get in on, man. Mad Men? I haven't seen any of it. And I've it's heard very, great things. I hate when people say this, but I would say I feel like it's a subtle show. Okay. They, 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 there's a lot of stuff that they beat you over the head with visually. Okay. But I feel like while they're doing that, people are missing the other uh, subtleties that are going on okay. character work wise. Okay. And it's, it's uh, by your boy from The Sopranos, David Ch- Really? Nope. That's not right. Matthew Weiner. But he Weiner, sorry, but uh, he worked closely with David J. Okay, is that okay. even the guy? I can't remember whoever did. Some you bad. know what? You're just kind of tossing out a bunch of names that I don't know. So you can absolutely run with that. Now our both, listeners might both, be a little both. bit more discerning, but no, no, no. But he's a, he's he came on a little later in Sopranos mm-hmm. and like became a big part of it. And I think he got on because he had the uh, pilot script for Mad Men. Okay, and uh, the guy who actually run Sopranos. I was like, oh, I, I got to help you make this pilot. Like, this really? is a cool pilot. Huh. Yeah. So, I mean, and this there's a lot of similarities in the shows. 
in terms of how much you like the protagonist or how much you don't like him. Okay. Um, this guy's great. Yeah, it's, he's, he's definitely been in The Sopranos. He looks like someone that's been in The Sopranos. He Maybe definitely could have been. So funny the way that he comes at him just with his hands forward like that. Yeah. He's got the tiny little Volkswagen Beetle. That is a great way to get me to laugh. If you're uh, absolutely movie, it just Obese the way people you in, go in into Volkswagen a Beetles, the way you go into a fight with oh, your hand yeah. position. I mean, yeah, fat people, great way to make me laugh. That's yeah, in real life. Obese people in 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 Volkswagen Beetles and small cars in general, you're gonna get me. Or if you're really tall, like in The Simpsons, like, are you making fun of my are automobile? Are you making fun of the way I drive? <laughs> my appearance when I'm driving my automobile? We all need automobiles. Am <laughs> I therefore to be made the subject of laughter? Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's see how you like it. <laughs> Here's the boy that's always laughing at us. Everybody laugh at him. <laughs> Amazing. Was that like a clip show one? I feel like it was. It's got to be the, the it's, yeah, or, it's like the or, Pulp Fiction style of like, let's look at all. I don't ah. know if it's Pulp Fiction style, but it's like, here's a bunch of stories that's happening around. And one of the threads was, Milhouse's thread was um, Pulp Fiction-esque in that it was like, um, his oh, dad got yeah, caught in the like, antique lured store. Down into the, yeah, into that, that, that weirdo's like military kind of store almost. Yeah. Oh yeah, Bunny Lebowski's the runaway. All this stuff that connects the movie gets lost to me, and just how much fun I have during the ride. Yeah. Oh, it's it really it depends on kind of what you're looking for. But you're right; you can just kind of get caught up in the laughs and then forget about the, the intricacies of the story. But it's actually like a really, really. It's well a well-written. It's oh, a well-written film. Um, what did you? Because th- I feel like the only Coen, this is going to be the second Coen Brother film we've watched together. The first one being True Grit. We actually okay. went to the theaters yeah. to see that. And I remember being a little disappointed by it. I was absolutely and, disappointed. And then rewatching it and being like, nah, it's, that, it's not bad. Yeah? I don't, I don't think it's that bad. I liked it way I more the I second time once being... I knew it. It just fell flat for me, I guess. Yeah, it was, it was just kind of slow and it really didn't. I, I think the, the original one, um, the original True Grit had John Wayne, right? Yeah. yeah. And I'm not all that sure that. Any of John Wayne's movies. That, she's a singer, by the way. I think that's Amy Mann. Really? Right there. Huh. Who is in who's in good with uh um PT Anderson. Oh. No, 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 so just that connection again of like I the, see, the musicians and the, and the directors getting yeah. along. Huh. Um but yeah, sorry, back to what you were saying. Um I think I was was I talking about Oh, oh yeah. True Grid had so John how Wayne. you know, probably a lot of John Wayne movies wouldn't have been Notable whatsoever were it not John Wayne that was doing it. That's so true. I'm not sure how. I don't know. I, I, I guess the story was okay, but I, I felt like I was just kind of bored. And then I, th- I didn't think that that Matt Damon's had a big. I didn't like Matt Damon's role. Not LaBeouf. really. I didn't think that he had like a. I big didn't like that he was called LaBeouf, though. I know that. Yeah. Or LaBeef, rather. He was called LaBeef. And he just didn't really care for his character. He wasn't in it all that much. I thought that he was going to kind of, when, it, when we saw him on screen, I thought that he was going to have more of a, kind of a, more I did of a like Josh Brolin, actually, like when he finally meets the girl, he's like, hey, okay, don't yeah. I know you? I thought that was hilarious. That yeah. How much anger she had for him and how much he <laughs> didn't care at all. He was just yeah, like, hey, hey, I think I know your dad. <laughs> um, what you know? What my superficial reason for being disappointed right away is because they didn't have the uh, Johnny Cash song in it that they put in the trailers. 
like the god's gonna cut uh, you down i remember having that be such a big part of why i like the trailers that's hilarious and then just i would think like, put in trailers and then you just not even like you might i mean it wouldn't make sense or? to put it in the movie but like i just yeah. was like come on <laughs> nothing even close and I do to that happening the, the true grit kind of the the i suppose it's it's just unfair expectations but i just assumed that the soundtrack for that one was going to be really good as well, and it really was. It seemed not. childlike almost. Like I, I remember yeah. that being my thing, being like, "Nah, come on, this isn't like some like Disney movie or something. Come on, give me a little more uh, menace to that soundtrack." Yeah, I, I, I just didn't enjoy it whatsoever. Maybe the old Subcheck security van, which I've thought about. Subcheck is this is Walter Subcheck is his last ah, name. Um, I thought about naming a uh, a hockey team that. Like one of our Subject hockey teams, security? yeah, Subject Securities. Like to to pretend as if we've got like a sponsor from Subject Securities. That would be awesome. We played a team once that I just have to tip my hat to these guys wherever they are. I I I would absolutely love if one of them were to absolutely hear this um, podcast. <laughs> but they named their team um, Vandalay Industries, which is the fake name that they always, which is the fake name that I think. George comes up with as a okay. company. For, yeah, to back to, of course, back to Seinfeld. But uh, essentially, without getting into too much detail, they I think had, that was a question you got right in trivia. It um, must have been a yeah, probably. A um, but they had each person on their team, like Vandalay. It said Vandalay Industries on the front. They had some kind of logo, and then each of them, like there was George, Jerry, uh, Kramer, awesome. like Newman. See, I would respect that. It's hilarious. I don't and like. Then you can get into like the really like small characters, like you get into um, like Uncle Uncle Leo's not a particularly small character, but just some of the other funny ones. Like we're gonna be giving a shout out to um, what's the actor from Breaking Bad. I'm drawing a blank. Oh, Brian here. Cranston. Yeah, Brian Cranston, yeah. who plays um, Jerry's dentist. Um, yeah, Wally. Uh, Tim I don't really Wally. know what he does on the show. I've just seen pictures oh, of him, hilarious. and I know he's the dentist. Can and I say he plays such a funny role on that? Yeah, go ahead. In the show's defense, in the show's defense, I really like the idea of Festivus. Mostly, oh, I really like Jerry George, Stiller. Yeah, he is hilarious in it. You, get, I would, I would watch like minutes at a time of King of Queens for Jerry Stiller. Yeah, never watch a full episode. I don't like that show at all. King but of like, Queens, I, I felt like it was kind of it, it was it watchable good, if you really. If you just got to park yourself in front of that TV, like if you've got some food or something like that, yeah. and you really need to be watching television, King of Queens will do. Or if you really like Saved by the Bell, the uh, summer episodes where they worked at uh, the uh, beach place and uh, oh, Stacey Carosi was yeah. there and you're like, Zach, you should hit that up. And he does. And you're like, yes, Zach, <laughs> get it in. Also, her dad was the voice of Pumbaa and Lion King, but that's neither here nor there. Ah, okay. If you watched that show and you were like, I'd like to see more of her, she just recently left the Church of Scientology, by You're the kidding. way. So that's good news for everyone. Um, she, I wonder she, how easy it is to get out of there. I guess not, it, it is not easy. No? No. And what for her to come out, out swinging money, and being like, it? this is what I don't like about it, that is gutsy stuff. Wow, that's they what will she come did as after well? You. They will come after you. You're not getting on that giant ship at the end of the game, eh? No chance. No. No chance. But, um, no, if you, I mean, that's why I would watch King of Kings, Queens for that girl. I think her name's like Leah Remy or something. It doesn't matter. Huh. point is she's always going to be Stacey Carosi to me. And uh, <laughs> she's good to look at. And there was an episode where she gave him head one time, and he just spent the whole episode trying to get it back. Really? Yeah, and I was like, I appreciate this. And there was an episode where they were with their black couple friend, and they would never pay for the bill, and the 
the black couple was just like, oh, these guys are cheap. And they were thinking, oh, those guys never tip. We're trying to get them to tip. It was funny stuff like that. Okay, okay, okay. And then you add Jerry Stiller to the mix, and I'm I'm on board for at least 10 minutes of he's the 20 hysterical. minutes. And I always forget that he's Ben Stiller's father because they don't seem to – I'm not sure if I've ever seen them on screen together. Oh, Zoolander. Unless you haven't seen Oh, Zoolander. yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, I can't think of any other time they would have been on screen together for yeah. an extended period of time. Uh-huh. But yeah, definitely. But I feel like they don't look all that similar. Maybe they will. Maybe it's just because oh, Jerry's so much older. They're also, I don't think you should watch this movie, but it's good if you like nudity is the heartbreak kid or something. Okay. Um, Certainly not adverse to nudity. Yeah, it's Sidebar. good stuff um, from Sun. Unfortunately, I forget the woman's name. I'll look it up. But uh, in the meantime, he plays his if not dad, like boss, a mentor figure in that. So they get to okay. be together again in that. Um, not a good film overall. This is hilarious. The nihilist just finally set the car on fire. In this first line from the dude. <laughs> they they did it. They killed my fucking car. We want the money, Lebowski. <laughs> Incredible. It's hilarious. They confront them about how their complete plan is absolute bullshit, and the nihilists just confer and just say they don't care. They still want the money. Yeah, I do. I I really like the nihilists. Uh, by the way, the girl I was talking about who gets naked in it is Malin Ackerman. She's uh, I don't know if you watched um, Watchmen. She was like she got naked in that I didn't too. I see Watchmen. I can just show you a picture of her, and you can decide whether or not you remember her from anything. Oh, I seem to remember you defending Watchmen to somebody when we were overseas. I probably wouldn't be able to do that again. The more time I spend with it, the more I'm just like, meh. Yeah? Yeah. No, she went to Ryerson. Huh. Oh, how about that? Yeah, yeah I, do, I do recognize yeah. uh, her. But, um, yeah, that's her big critic. It's a big, intense sex scene in that movie. How about that? And to, I mean, to the same extent, she's got a big, intense sex scene in Watchmen as well. Yeah. But um, it kind of looks similar. Um, huh. But yeah. They're like, oh, this works in this one. Why don't we uh, just duplicate that? I guess, I guess she's just one of those actresses that are like, yeah, this is, I'm doing this for the craft. And then decides maybe I shouldn't be doing that for the craft. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, uh, she could look at Julianne Moore as a, as a role model and be like, you never have to stop. Keep doing it. There you Keep go. This is hilarious. Oh, my God. Nihilist. I don't think I've ever encountered a real-life nihilist. Neither. That's awesome. Yeah, you don't see it coming. Like, I thought that he was always going to hit them with the bowling ball, but... Yeah. It's, but it's so like, windmill throws a bowling ball into your gut. You're this is a great be, fight scene. Too. Just take the $12, man. <laughs> Lebowski's just trying to pay him off. Biting that guy's ear, though, that is intense. What's crazy is I always confuse Peter Stamare and uh, John Turturro sometimes. Like, yeah, not, yeah, like, I, can I see feel it. like they've got similar ideas going on. Yeah, I think he, I think he, as he's punching him in the face, there he calls him an anti-Semite, which is pretty funny. I, I every yeah, the anti-Semite stuff. Can you just, that can you just hurl anti-Semitism at anyone that has a German accent? Like, is that? Is, does, I feel does like that it, yeah. Oh, does he? He does die, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Oh fuck. That's upsetting. Yeah, he gets. Uh, yeah. It's, it's one of those he things that you like, you throw stuff that at Which, people. This is another one that, in in terms of people going into this movie, if it's been recommended by a friend, 
and they think it's going to be just be the funniest movie of all time. They've got this this character that just takes so much abuse, like obviously being Donnie, yeah. taking so much abuse from Walter the entire movie, and then just flat out dies. And it's just kind of like it's upsetting. What? The, yeah, if you if you really weren't kind of seeing how this was a comedy, this would definitely be something <laughs> that would just I, I could see it cementing someone's point of like I don't know why people think this is funny. Yeah, it, it, you know what it was? Um, not what it was. Um, the movie uh, Six Degrees of Separation, starring Will Smith. If we want to keep, I didn't. Going. I I actually didn't see that. That was one of his earlier ones, right? Yeah, and it's like a really good turn for him. If you want to see him have gay sex on screen, huh? Big time. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know, know if, if I'm going to be getting into that in 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 the whole big time sense. I don't think that it would detract from. No, no, like you could still watch it and enjoy his his performance. Um. It's weird because it's like it's a good overall movie though. You would recommend it, but it is a comedy, and I didn't get that the first time because uh, I thought uh, a okay, lot of the okay. stuff that happens seems so mean spirited. But if you get that it's done in a comedic way, uh-huh. you're just, I mean, not that I mean, obviously it wasn't done that well because it didn't land with me. But like uh-huh. watching it again, I was like, oh, okay, I get where the joke is coming. It's a very mean spirited joke, but I mm-hmm. get, I get the joke. I get what's going on now. So, and I feel like that's. Not, I mean, this movie to me does a better job of coming off as a comedy okay. than okay. Six Degrees of Separation does. Oh, okay. But I might have to rewatch Six Degrees of Separation. Yeah, I'm thinking that I have to just straight up watch it for the first time. But I, I think the first time, as I, I think I was saying earlier, the, the first time I watched this movie, I didn't realize that it was a comedy. But I think I was pretty young. And then I remember just people being so confident in it and liking it so much that I gave it another shot. And then, yeah, it was just, just <laughs> yeah. thought it was hilarious. <laughs> just getting so mad. Just because we're bereaved doesn't make us sad. That intense look he's giving too, man. Yeah. Come on. And they pa- they pass it back, and they're just like, "This is our most modestly priced receptacle." <laughs> they don't want to pay for the urn, so they go get a, a tin of like Folgers coffee. Is there Ralphs around here? Fucking just because we're bereaved doesn't mean we're sad. Yeah, so good. Yeah, and this I always I always think of this scene and um just the the visual of him getting sprayed with the ash with Donnie's ashes because the wind takes it and just like right into his face. Just that is crazy. Hilarious. It's also something I'm worried about as my mom at a very early, my, my me being at a very early age uh-huh. told me straight up, when I die, you need to spread my ashes in the Demerara River. Really? Which would look something like this. Huh. And I am worried. I mean, it's kind of insensitive to say, but I am kind of worried about the blowback and stuff. Like, <laughs> I want to do it right. I don't want to screw her over. I yeah. would just be on the ground next to the. I've, I've scattered ashes before. We scattered ashes, my, my grandmother's ashes, in, uh, in our lake up in my cottage. And I think it was a pretty. I don't feel like it was a real, like, smoky, dusty thing. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think, I don't think like, I would be poof. going from this high a point. I might actually go into the river and sprinkle it in as uh, we go along. I've seen that go. in movies. Okay. Okay. Yeah, obviously I do everything do based on what I see in movies and on television. But oh, like, absolutely! It's, you know, it's how we live our lives. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, scenes like this always make me feel uneasy about the whole. Thing. I was like, oh, come on, is, is that a possibility? Is that gonna happen? Well, know. who knows how much the Folgers tin has something to do with it, right? I definitely will not be throwing it out. In a, a, I'm gonna take her favorite shoebox and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is so good. He still gets in. He's, he's doing like the little makeshift eulogy, and he gets into a rant about Vietnam. Still, yeah. 
It's look, he I died just, like so many before. His t- <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that look is hilarious. Yeah. Is it it another like, just non plus like no, it's well. all in his goatee and his hair? What are you gonna do? Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, dude! I'm he sorry. didn't say anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that dude is finally like riled up about something. Yeah. And it's not even riled up. He doesn't give a fuck about the the ashes. It's just the no, Vietnam just, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's so good. And then just his one answers. Fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. That's some good heart there. That oh, I, yeah. I like that. Absolutely. Um, Speaking of good hugs... I don't know if you've seen the movie 42 about Jackie Robinson starring Harrison Ford. I have not. There's a scene, and it's going to start out funny, but it ends up pretty good, That um, where one of the characters uh, sees Jackie Robinson, and this okay. is a new thing for some people. And he... Also, sorry, you, you just saw my face. You stopped talking. Oh, yeah. This, although heartbreaking, is a phenomenal version of this song. This is... Uh, What's the song? It's... Uh, Dead Flowers, which I believe is originally written by the Stones, but it okay. might be written by. Um, oh man, I would absolutely. I can't come up with this. There's just you know what few, I'm gonna do. Few too many bevies. Few too many bevies this weekend. To all right, you know what I'm gonna do. I will. I Towns will put Van in the Zandt. blog. Okay. Towns Van okay. Zandt. Good, because I was really dreading having to remember to put that in the blog post for you. No, no, no. Towns Van Zandt and Dead Flowers. It is just a heartbreaking um, version of this, but it's oh, this fantastic. This is going to seem really insensitive then, but in the in the movie 42, what one of the coaches' reactions is to run up out of the dugout. And go, hey, nigga, 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 hey, nigga. Yeah. It just starts reaming him out Jesus. about being black and then pointing to all the other players. And like, what do you want? Like, you must like sharing your water with a nigga. Like, what, what? Really? And, like, and he's probably fucking your wives. I did notice your wife was walking a little funny. I was like, holy shit. Like, this is Jesus. really happening. This is going for it. And, like, and then it all all gets contextualized. I mean, not contextualized, but I felt like I felt the pain once. Jackie Robinson goes to sit down because he's really alone at that point. No one's going to talk to him about it. Yeah, no one's yeah, gonna be like, yeah, yeah. I know how you feel. Yeah. And it's just him sitting on the bench, like away from everyone, just mm-hmm. sad. And I was like, fuck, that's so shitty. That that yeah, I, that must I have mean, been a tough go. And then I guess he gets yelled at some more. And he and the whole thing is, if you fight back, obviously that's the first thing everyone everyone going to be like, see, look, you can't have them here. Yeah. And um, yeah. so he smashes his bat off like in the hallway. And as I was saying, the Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford comes over. Gives him this lovely talk and gives him a hug that I, I thought ah. of when I saw the hug there. I was just like powerful yeah, hugs. Those are some powerful hugs. Powerful hug that I'm gonna throw right back at you. Although this is the the last uh, the last speech of the movie here. Yeah, but we're not gonna talk mustache. about it. <laughs> um, Uncle Phil. Yes. And Will, when Will's dad leaves. How come you don't want me, man? That is a powerful hug. Oh yeah. Man, yeah, learn how to play basketball without him. No, not a, yeah. like, like I could chop honeys. Oh, no, you don't know if he said chop, but yeah. that was the idea. Yeah, exactly. That was the idea. And like, I was, yeah, I told in the lower podcast, I told her that's one of the only times I almost cried while watching TV. Oh, it's not almost just, about it. I definitely had tears in my eyes at that episode. And I remember actually, it was just kind of funny. I was sitting on my couch just watching um, 
uh, Fresh Prince reruns. And my mom comes in. She's like, why are you watching this? Like, do you actually like this show? Like, is this any good? It's great. I guarantee you, if you sit down with me and you watch this entire episode, you will be in tears by the end of it. She's big guffaws. Like, no chance that she thinks that this is going to happen. So she sits down. And sure enough, at the very end of the episode, she's like, shut up. Yeah, because you do, that's an, such a strong episode. You oh, don't absolutely. need to know anything about that show. You, all you need to watch is that twenty minutes or twenty-one minutes, or whatever, and you get like you feel his pain at the end of that episode because yeah. who wouldn't feel that pain? Oh, absolutely. And but this is it. This is uh, yeah. That's that with the uh, that was the movie. movie and I guess yeah, they do play out with uh, Dead Flowers by uh, <sighs> Donnie. Yeah. Doesn't even get a last name. I respect that. The dude. Jeff Bridges. Yeah, Donnie doesn't even get a last Brand name. Brandon doesn't get a last name. Nihilist Peter Stoke. Yeah, Flea. It's just stated as Flea in the, uh, on the credits. Older cop. These are some interesting... Uh, to, considering they're so high up on the call list, it's like... Yeah, no kidding. Older cop. Come on, give him a name. All right. I don't know if you heard the uh, Jake podcast, but we do not watch the credits oh, in we their entirety. No, okay. he doesn't like it, but I'm, I'm not doing it. This yeah, is, hey. We just don't do it. Um, but yeah, that was that's the movie, man. That's Absolutely, that's the movie. And I, I feel like it's really just an itch that has needed to be scratched for a long time because it is absolutely one of my favorites, as I've said many I'm glad times. I'm could be here for and it. And I haven't seen it in a long, long time. So thank you for this. This was hey, uh, very High enjoyable. Five. Absolutely. Well, hopefully I can be back to do another one of these. when I would love for you to come back. It hasn't been you know a weekend when I have absolutely punished my body and brain <laughs> with um, alcoholic beverages and the really good times because you know articulation when we're on this level is 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 what's the word for it? exactly it <laughs> how many times did i say that tonight but i don't know i think you only did it once okay well absolutely good. absolutely an enjoyable experience and i i really can't wait to be back all right um and I don't know if anyone knows this, but but Joni's actually in a band with me called Sick, Wicked, and Nasty. Sick. I think this is coming out sometime the first week of August, or t- close enough to that. This podcast we, that we're doing right now? Yeah, this one. Okay. And uh, that weekend, we'll actually be doing a show. August 10th. August 10th at the Handlebar. Kensington Market. Yeah. Hip little joint, and it is going to be an absolute ball. So... You can come out to that. That's I don't know if you have any other like I don't know if you're on Pinterest or like uh, I'm actually not. No Vine. I'm not. No. All no right. Pinterest. No Vine. I have a Twitter account that I you do, do have a not Twitter use. Account. Yeah. Holy shit. I believe it's at Tony Bajoni. Boom. Tony Bajoni. Boom. I guess maybe, I should maybe, say your name is actually Brian. This. I've been calling you Bajoni this whole time. Very true, but that's fine. Um, that's just, just how I got to know you, man. Yeah, I'm man. Sorry. That's how. Um. Speaking of old habits, I always love to tell people that I have a Twitter at s.grant, S-D-O-T-G-R-A-N-T, and an Instagram that has the same handle. Um, I also have a Tumblr, tdfeverything.tumblr.com. Isn't that where they'd be listening to this? They might be catching it on iTunes. I just realized that sometimes okay. people just get it loaded up to their phone, and they don't uh, they don't even engage with the, the Tumblr. But please do engage with it, because there's some fun stuff on there that absolutely. doesn't... Absolutely. As I was saying before we uh, before we got into this, the bad albums... That, by good uh, rappers. Yeah, bad albums by good rappers that not even Jay Hova could avoid being on that list. Hova. Went to a show the other day. Couldn't hear what he was saying. It was the one, one of the most depressing concert experiences of my life. You're kidding. It was, it's the one thing I like about Jay-Z. You can always hear what he's saying. And yeah. I heard that it's mostly the the um, 
acoustics in the Rogers Center. Okay, that would yeah. play into that. Oh, I don't Rogers know if it was Center's all that, but terrible. I terrible. Yeah. Um, and it it was just I just remember being like, I'm not going to enjoy this. Like off the yeah. first song, just being like, oh no. Visually great show. I'm sure at other venues it's going to kill. Yeah, yeah. It just was not. Surprised that he wouldn't do ACC. Like, why would they go to? The I Rogers guess they just Center? wanted to do, instead of doing two shows like they did for Watch the Throne, they could oh, just do okay. the one show. Just and get more yeah, people. Yeah, one massive. Yeah. Um, but uh, in addition to my blog, I have a book out called Better Than Me, which you can get on Amazon.com, not .ca. Um, there's been some issues. There's been some confusion on yeah, that. Just Amazon.com. I saw that okay. pretty good. Uh, I saw that review on there, which was mm-hmm. great. That girl started following me on Twitter. Yeah. Maybe she'll listen to this podcast. There you go. Right on. Well, shout outs to her, even though Babs. I don't know her name. Babs. Yeah. There you go. Um, I guess that's all. I mean, I'm also going to be at that show at the Handlebar. I guess I, that goes without saying. I said we were doing it. But um, <laughs> absolutely. Come on, come on out. Come on out, Babs. Come out. Yeah, come, Babs. Sign the book. Come all. Come one, come all. Come one, come all. It's going to be an absolutely fun-filled night of Kajunga hijinks. And I think that is... I, I absolutely have no problem recommending absolutely everybody coming to see this. But yeah. helps if you're 19, you're going to have a bevy or two. Yeah, that's that definitely helps. But um, other than that, thanks for coming out, man. I'm going to shake your hand. Absolutely. I always have to point out that that's being done because people can't really hear No, you wouldn't see. be hearing that. And um, I'll see you next time. Absolutely. Peace. Peace. This has been a TDF Everything.tumblr.com production. You feel me, blood?